What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome new, 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 to the internationally, the internationally known from Frisco to Maine all the way to Spain wake-up show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You went here with the Bruce Wayne this ish the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly. The notorious one, new, 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 a.k.a. New, new Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator Coach Stradamus, and you're in the desert storm bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy, also known as the whole effing show, better known as the CEO Niggero of Fixes Binds LLC, the unbinder, the undebatable, the undisputed best entertainment here on YouTube. Kevin Samuels calls me Senor Gregorio Greybeard. I'm also the man with no trabajo, and the ladies love to call me Third Leg Greg. Your third leg was just phenomenal. Indeed. I'm also the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the Chocolate Confucius, the Black Moses, the Deliverer, the man that walks in the spirit of Elijah, the man with more nicknames than anyone in the game, the undisputed best entertainment and entertainer here on YouTube, the Grammy Award winner, YouTube entertainer and entertainer of the year, also known as the king of the milk dud head-ass ninjas and the old heads on YouTube, but they call me CGA, C got Allah, and I be the 10-time demonetized champion of the world. We are back in here. Shout out to the coach gang. And you know <laughs> what time it is. It is Tuesday. And it is time for your gordita to show up. All right. If your gordita wants to show up today, maybe make you a ham sandwich or she might want to let you get into that bean burrito or them tacos. We got a gordita Tuesday going on right now. Shout out to our gorditas that are on the bench out there with the fupa print going crazy, just like on Figueroa. Did you see that fupa? Ooh, that was disgusting. It was nasty ass. Oh, that's nasty. Shout out to your gorditas for being here today. As a matter of fact, do we have any gorditas on the screen? We don't have any gorditas on the screen. Let's get some gorditas up for our gordita Tuesday. Oh, here's a good one right here. Here's a good oh, one. Oh, that's nasty. Where is it at? Hit the hit the hit the hit the sound. Come on, man. My assistant bugging today. All right. Hold on for a second. Give me my... There she is right there. There's our gordita. Oh, man. Let's see what she got to say today. Oh, uh, what she got to say? Okay. We're in it. <laughs> for five. Of course Ooh. we lean while doing the dishes. Damn. We're five. We love to eat at all you can eat food places. We're five. Of course we have snacks in our bag. Because oh. we're hungry. Woo-wee! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Hello! We're fat. Our bed is gonna make noise when we're in it. Oh, no, Ninja. I would tell you, right? Oh, the humanity. Woo! After I finish up, after I bust that done, it's gonna be, oh, it's gonna be time to skedaddle. Oh, it's gonna be time to skedaddle. <laughs> oh, you need me a Mexican chick named Carmen. Yes, this looks like a Carmen. She looks like a Carmen right here. Yeah, she looks like a Carmen. Tell her. 
All right, she looks like a Carmen. Yes. Oh, wait, she said it jiggles when it... Okay, yes. <laughs> For five. Oh. Of course we lean while doing the dishes. Oh, no, Ninja, I'll tell you. Oh, oh, there's some jerky stuff in there. Look at that. And she got the sideburns, too. Oh, this is a real authentic, a real authentic gordita. All right, she got the hair, nappy hairs in the back. And on those sideburns, hello, hello. Mm, and the puck, her mouth all puckered because the, the, never mind, Ninja. I tell you, man. I tell you, Ninja. This is. Oh, wait. That's an authentic. Ninja, <laughs> we getting authentic. All right, she got the mustachio too. Yeah, she had the mustachio and the sideburns. Hello. Come on, baby. Come get you some. Come get you some. Mm-mm-mm. Man, this is going to be a funky night, bud. It's going to be funky. The funk of 40,000 years going to hit your nose out there, man. We got some more gorditas up coming up soon. But hit the like button on today's show. We are now, uh, let me say it like this to contribute to the day show. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app. Venmo is Coach Greg Adams TV and PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams and that be pinned to the top of the live chat. On the free agent lifestyle channel where you can super chat. New, 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 new world order. On the Notorious CGA channel, we are simulcasting on the Notorious CGA channel, the free agent lifestyle channel. We're also on Twitch, Rumble, and uh, Twitch, Rumble, Twitter, and Facebook all at the same time, brother. I'll be handling a whole bunch of them all at once. And don't you wish you could do it? Well, you can find out how to do this if you wish to be a YouTuber, social media influencer, a live streamer, a streamer, as you will, Gen Z. Look no further. Go to patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams and you can get in on the information. I do two content streams, related streams on the money mindset per month. You can get over there, subscribe to the money mindset level, and you will get content creation uh, ideas over there. Yes, the grifting is going to be magical in 2024. And you can get insight on how you make this happen. The one-man band over here known as See God Allah will teach you step-by-step on how to get involved in the content creation game. You want to become a streamer, Gen Z? You want to become a streamer, Gen Z? Yes, indeed. Well, go ahead and go to the Money Mindset, patreon.com backslash Coach Rick Adams, and then get on the Money Mindset level. You'll get two per week. Plus, you get two money-related streams on any current events that are going on, starting a business, interest, savings accounts, how to invest, money market magic, and all of that stuff. And we got great uh, contributors over there every week, man, and it's magical over there anyway. Let's get to the earlier contributors, contributors to today's show. And I was giving y'all ninjas a break on grifting for, until I got done with my legal case. <laughs> All right. But now y'all ain't getting no break. I'm putting foot to neck. Let's get to the other contributors to today's show. Albert Wesker says the barbarians are at the gate. Now they want masculinity. Bear witness to the pivot that I told you that they would make when the barbarian comes in swinging that hatchet. Ninja, use free. Use free out here, men. Men, you're free. By the way, all the links to all my social media and Patreon in the description box below. Um, but yes, the barbarian is in the gate. They're swinging. And now you have women saying there's a masculinity shortage. A masculinity shortage. Yes, they did. Daniel McGee says no dead weight focusing on me, which is peace, quiet, and freedom. And shout out to the free agent lifestyle, which is the guide to men's Peace, quiet, and freedom. 
Speaking of freedom, it's free Matisse is in the building. Shout out to you. Thank you. Shout out to the Rhode Island Street Preaching Ministries. Says it's all Jermaine's fault. Yes, indeed. Always Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Yes, indeed. J. James 80 says appreciate you, Coach. Coach Gang is blessed to have each other. We in here, Coach Gang Yang. Yang. All right. Coach Gang Yang. The Lurker says came across Jesse Lee. You've been um, talking about money, energy, and time before any Red Pill content creators. Indeed, indeed, free agent lifestyle for life. You will find that I've been talking about a lot of things. And listen, there have been some great content creators that came before me, preceded me by a year or two or three. So shout out to them, brothers. I'm not taking anything uh, away from these people. But you will find that I've come up with a lot of things that you heard someone else say first. Then you heard me say it second. And you assumed that I took it from them. But really... It came from me. And yes, I don't care if that, that person has a million subs. They, I've definitely been um, an influencer of these people. All right. And a lot of these ideas that you hear and see, even, even I see shit on Instagram now that people, I'm, I would assume they're not part of the manosphere. They're just making points. They, they heard it from me. They heard that shit came from me. All right. And I'm not saying that to say anything. I'm just recognizing the contribution that I've made to this space, which means in effect, there are some angry uh, maggots in this space that are not looking at the contribution that I made, but they're looking at the growth that I've made as an individual. And they want me to stay in their struggle and stay where they are because they continue to struggle. Listen, I told you a long time ago. And if you read my book, the free agent lifestyle, I'm not here to struggle. I'm not here to live with you in your struggle. And you can see in the book, the free agent lifestyle, the very first chapter, I said, the goal was to be a millionaire. Okay. And that was, that was when I was dead ass broke. All right. So, you can see it in the book that that was the path. I'm not here to struggle with you angry, angry maggots, <laughs> right? Angry maggots, y'all can stay in the space. I'm not going to be here in the dust, in the dirt. I'm not going to be here in the struggle with you. Uh, yeah, crab in a bucket ass niggas and, and, and manosphere creators and MGTOWs or whoever you guys are. I'm not going to be here in the struggle with you. I told you that from the beginning. All right, I'm a leader. I'm not going to be in here with your balls chopped off. Uh, and cuddling in, in the corner with you ninjas. Told you that a long time ago. He says, Ain't at this point, nobody on your level. I mean, I'm, I, I can feel it. <laughs> All right? That's, I, I truly believe that. And um, a lot of these people definitely trying to avoid me and whatnot. But it is what it is. They know where it came from. They know where the majority of the shit came from. And by the way, any thought that they've ever given you has never been an original thought. I probably, I probably planted that seed. Anyway. I probably planted that seed, but I can say that with confidence. But I say that to say that I've influenced a lot and you're looking at the realest of the real. Indeed. All right. Anyway, what are we doing here? We're doing this. All right. Anyway, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We got brothers here. Shout out to JC says, hit me with Carmen again. She tickled my love button. You like a um, JC oh, is a nasty one. JC is a nasty. Oh, I already gave you a preview of that. JC is in the building. Check out Carmen. He likes Carmen. And this is a nice woman right here. This is a nice woman. Man, don't do this woman dirty. Although she will not shave her Pinocha at all. All right. She ain't shaving her booty hole or nothing. And as a matter of fact, you know, between her booty cheeks is going to be a patch of hair that looks just like this on her sideburns. I wish y'all could see my mouse. I'm going to have to bring a mouse where you can see it. Between her booty cheeks 
is an Afro puff just like this, right in between her booty cheeks. I ain't even lying. Anybody that knows, anybody mess with gorditas, anybody mess with gorditas, this woman right here has a patch of hair in between her booty cheeks, puffing out, just, just puffing out. <laughs> I ain't even lying, bitch. I'm going to tell you, bro. No, trust me. I've been with gorditas. And I ain't, I ain't tripping. And just, y'all so, hey, it's going to be a little patch of hair in between her booty cheeks right there. I ain't lying. <laughs> he said the squirrel tail. Anybody, hey, they, they even recognize it. I'm telling you. All right. Anyway. Hey, let them know. And it got duty crumbs on it. And it got duty crumbs on it. He said, how you know? I told you I've be been messing with gorditas in my rotation. I've been with gorditas for a minute in my rotation. <laughs> <laughs> he said i've never seen that oh but is that a woman okay that's a man <laughs> oh no anyway all right who got deleted all right anyway man i'm just late <laughs> all right it's either a mustache or she got one between her cheeks it's just, anyway I'm just trying to help y'all or a unibrow. She either got a unibrow or a mustache, a mustachio or one of those between her booty cheeks. I ain't lying, Ninja. I ain't lying right there or in her back, Harry. She got a whole, she got a whole trail of hair down her back. Tell me I ain't lying. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. I'm educating you fools. Uh, anyway, uh, shout out to Henry resilient says breaking news, breaking news. All right. He says, my ex-wife accepted the $50,000 buyout. How long before she has her handout asking for more money? Well, congr- I, I, I assume that's congratulations because 50K, I thought it was 36K. What happened? 50K buyout. I thought it was lower than that. All right. Oh, we have a woman says, all right, hang in there, coach. I got you. Thank you. All right, uh, Henry, I thought it was lower than that. I thought it was 36K. Henry over there getting steamrolled. Steamrolled. Anyway. JC says, post nut clarity and post nut charity. Choose wisely. Shout out to you. All right, man. Look, I'm going to get over to the alternative apps real quick and then see what's over there. See what's over there. Shout out to no government name. Okay, hold on for a second. Rob says, feminism equals equals free menism. Shout out to you. He says, free agent lifestyle. We'll say for life. Free, feminism is free menism. Free menism. And feminism, feminism has freed men. You're free, guys. You're free to go. No government name. BH says, what were your nicknames before YouTube? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Henry Rosinga says, I had to offer more, but I'm broke now. Well, you got time. Hopefully, she won't ask for no more money. But she will. She will. She's going to blow that money. Uh, let's see right here. Benjamin says, Coach, I'm getting an SRT after I file bankruptcy. Okay, all right. <laughs> hey, man, SRT brothers in here. I saw today grannies twerking on SRTs. Grannies. Old head, old ladies. All right, and I'm going to show that probably tomorrow or today, later on tonight. All right, but all of that stuff. Yeah, I was a Dusty, I suppose, Dusty. Well, all black men are Dusties. Did you know that? 
Well, listen, we're going to give you another gordita special before we start in here with Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let me see if I can give you another gordita. How about we do that? How about we do that for you nasty boys in here? All right, let's give you another gordita right there. We got this one out here. Listen up today right here. This gordita says she's attracted to felons. SRT ninjas in the building. This is a red flag that turns you on. That turns me on? A red flag? Oh, a fucking felony. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it Yo, is. Yo, bro. I, I do. I do. There I found it. Oh, no. Oh, no. You knew a ninja step right up. I got a felony out here. Oh, no. Woo! Look at them arms, nigga. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. Niggas. 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 These guys is crazy out here. Take a look at this. He stepped right up and was happy to swallow that gordita's nasty chill. Oh, ninja, look at this ninja, this ninja. Oh, no. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> hey, it's Tuesday. I'll give him a pass. Yeah. It's <laughs> a red flag that turns you on. That turns me on? A red flag? Oh, a fucking felony. <laughs> That's what it Yo, is. Yo, bro. I, I do, I do. I yeah, look at him. He happy. He happy. There you go, you see? Oh, no. Ooh, yeah. uh, no, ninja. I tell you, man. I tell you. Y'all ninjas. Keandre. Keandre love him. He said, this is why I'm elitist. Yes, for real. Never apologize for being successful or an elitist or a classist. It means something, right? It means something because these niggas is going crazy out here. Not in broad daylight, brother. Not in broad daylight. That is the disgusting human being you just smothered on. Disgusting. You, already, you don't even know the disgusting things this woman has done. And you was out there crazy wilding. Anyway. I got some more gorditas coming up next, but I got to get my browser all messed up because I'm blocked on Instagram, <laughs> of course. But uh, we got Straggle and Sniggle Theater coming up. If I can just set up my browser. Yep, I got to set up my browser and go back and forth. This shit is going to be a mess. All right, my show is a mess. Just one thing throws my show off. Blocked on Instagram. Let's see if I can even get it up. That's what he said. All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle at Sniggle Theater, man. Hit the like button. We're gonna give you some humor for the day. We got an alien ass ninja in the building here. Look at this alien ass guy. Uh, he's gonna teach you how to finesse gift cards. How to I got finessed on a gift card once, and um, I think it was an employee at the store. I put like 250 on the gift card. And uh, all of a sudden, man, I got back and they was zero on the gift card. I gifted it to somebody and it was like, it's nothing on here. I had to trace it back. Had to be an employee. But uh, here he is right here. Yep. This, this is 20 to $500. You can take this. You don't have to pay for it. And you just give it to people. And then when they find out that there's no money on it, you're already back in your car heading back to your house. I mean, I think you have to. Excuse me? You have to pay for that. Like, you know. No, you don't. Not if they're free. They're free until you have to pay for it, and then they activate it. If they don't activate it, oh. then there's no money on it, except it looks like there's money on it. Oh, so if oh. you go to a holiday gift party or any holiday, you go, oh, here, I got you this. Maybe you give them two, and on the back, you write real quick with a Sharpie. 
150, 150 on both of them. Oh, net. And then you give it to people. And then when they find out, oh, there's no money on this, they probably call you and you go, oh, I don't know what happened, but I know I paid for it. I have the receipt. They're not going to ask for the receipt. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what in the world? Man, what in the hell? Who is this guy? Uh, who is this guy, man? I'm not going to say what race, <laughs> what people. We know I can't say that. This is real. This is real interesting. This ninja out here telling you how to finesse your own family and friends. Okay. He looking like a slime bucket with all that dandruff on his ugly ass jacket that he got off the rack. $49 at the Nordstrom's rack. Come on, man. We got to have a little bit more class than this. Although it is ingenious, Ninja. You know, if I was down bad, I think I would do something like that. <laughs> if I was down bad, Ninja, you got to do what you got to do. All right. But yeah, he probably sell used cars too, man. Come on, man. Don't be out here finessing people like that. Not your friends and family. He does look familiar. He's probably some comedy shit. It's probably an Instagram comedy skit. But uh, anyway, <laughs> he looked like he was zooted too or high off of life. He definitely looked like he was either. All right, let's go over to Florida. Straggle City Theater, another episode of Only in Florida. Apparently, there's a car, and it wants you to hunk your horn. Honk, honk. It wants you to honk your horn, and it, you're going to find out what happens here only in Florida. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hunk your horn to see a midget twerk. Yes. People got to make money how they need to make money out here, Ninja, because people are broke. Let you get it through your thick Florida. skull that I'm broke. Dead flat. It's Florida. Broke. I've got $3.85 in my Yeah, purse. hunk your horn. Hunk it. Hunk your horn. I mean, you know, you got OnlyFans. I mean, you don't, I guess OnlyFans is competitive here. <laughs> All right, OnlyFans is getting competitive. These girls are twerking in the back of trunks. I don't think that's actually safe to be riding in the back of a trunk, but uh, apparently they're doing it in Florida. And uh, I've never had a midget in my life. And I, I damn sure want to have a midget in my life. <laughs> I mean, not not a, not for a long time, at least for a fun time. I definitely, yeah, rent is due out here. And I'm looking to probably not go past 55 without having me a midget. I mean, I just got to have it because I haven't had it. Why not? You know what I mean? Why not? So, and listen, they said midget. I didn't. They said midget on the thing. So I don't know if that, is that a, is that a word you can't say? I'm a, I'm a, I'll be a nasty boy. I just oh, curious. Nasty. I'm curious. Curiosity killed the cat, but I'm curious. Never had one. But I will. I will. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. All right, I never had one, but they adults. I mean, it has to be, has to be somewhat weird, but uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happens afterwards. Anyway. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. What do we got here? We have, what do we got up here next? We have, oh, we have uh, 
my woman pays for me. My woman buys me stuff. All right, so ninjas, uh, the the international symbol of niggertry is to brag about women buying you stuff. All right, and so we're going to show you what these guys pick, typically the starter pack um, of a man that gets his stuff bought for him in a second here. But I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. These are guys that brag that his women buys him stuff. And let's see who the women are. Trim my calls. I got that new Apple Vision Pro on the way for you. Express shipping. But you gotta bring on out them whips and chains. I'm trying to take you down. Oh, oh no. I want to lick on my sugar, baby. Mm. I want a piece of that meat. Oh. Freaky lady. Go down on me, baby. Yeah, I'm pretty tasty. Oh. He 28, Shane, he don't no pushy. But wait till Mabel get him. He gonna make it do it. Oh. Hey. Oh. No, no, no. Wrap you in. Oh. Not an older woman. Indeed. Not the older women who pay for my stuff. My girls pay for my stuff, old ass ninja. And he's in his 20s, 28. You know how old she sounds? 32. Mm. I mean, she could be a little bit older than that, but, you know, older women do pay for ninjas. Older women do pay for ninjas. And she got that new Apple glasses, yes. And answering my calls. Yeah. I got that new Apple Vision Pro on. She got that Apple Vision Pro. You better come come see it. No way for you. Express shipping. But you got to bring on out the mm. whips and chains. I'm trying to Ugh. take you down. Ooh, wait. Oh, I Sugar baby. I want to lick on my sugar baby. I want to lick on my sugar baby. Woo! I want a piece of that meat. Oh no, did you? Oh, I want a piece of that meat. Oh. Well, I guess some Apple Vision Pro glasses will do it. I'll get some goggles. I'm a freaky lady. Go down on me, baby. Yeah, I'm pretty tasty. Oh. oh no man that's what happens when you get it for free when your girls buy you stuff man that's what happens when your girls buy you stuff and we do have the international symbol of uh the status of men who girls you know let me see if i can find it yeah my girl buys me stuff the international symbol of my girl buys me stuff right here and take a look at here on the screen <laughs> Uh, you got to first start off with an overweight woman, obviously, Ninja. This is the, oh, the and then you got to start with the empty wallet and have a bank account that is in the negative, in the red, or overdrafted, and definitely no investments, definitely no E-Trade, Ameritrade, no uh, money market account, definitely no high interest yield savings account, nothing. You know what I mean? And your girl buys you stuff. Yeah, that's, that's the international starter pack, Ninja, if you ever wanted to. If you ever wanted to get into that side of the business, I need a sugar mama and I got the mouthpiece and I don't have enough lip balm to uh, entertain my chap black ass lips. Yeah, my purple ass lips. This is the international symbol of my girl buys me stuff. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it, though. But it's a good time. You know, it's a good time and you don't have to pay for stuff. You don't have to pay for stuff. Straggle and sniggle theater goes on. I think I have an advert here on this. Uh oh yeah they got me some of the best what? oh they don't okay they don't finesse me again with an advert here let me see what I could do here okay oh we got twelve seconds um let's show you how far society has fallen we have a mother here here I think looks like the woman is on soft white underbelly which again sounds like a fun time at SMU Southern Methodist University take a look at this woman 
This woman right here, look at how soggy, ooh, soggy. It says right here, women's woman speaks on the dark side of lonely fans. Lonely fans. Woman speaks on the dark side of lonely fans. Here we go. Uh, wait a minute. Unmute. Unmute yourself. What happened is I got a teenage son and they're fucking obsessed with me. They fucking sing my songs in his school. They talk about like how hot of a mom I am. Oh and my, my son's friends oh. started finding my OnlyFans. Oh, so no. now it's hard for me to promote. And because now my son's going to school, like oh. getting teased and shit like that. You yep. know what I mean? So it's hard having a teenage son and being a hot mom. Oh, uh, did she say a hot mom? Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. She said a hot mom. She said, boy, I tell you, man, I'm a very conventional person. If you're, <laughs> she said a hot mom. Oh, boy. All right. So, again, this is five years in of OnlyFans. And, of course, if they started their OnlyFans when the kid was seven, certainly they are a teenager now. And I actually know a young boy who's, Mother was a Playboy playmate, and boy, did he get bullied. All right, <laughs> he got bullied, and she was an internationally. She was a playmate of the year, and I saw how they he. I saw how the son got bullied, and I saw how they treated the mom. Yeah, and the mom had money too. The mom had money, and she had a baby by an older gentleman. You know that had enough money. I would say a sugar daddy. I never met the guy, but he was not an active participant in the child's life. He uh, and and she had money. She was on tour. She was well known. I won't say her name, but. Um, and, uh, the guy was older and had money too. And I guess he would just send her money. So she was double dipping on child support and she was making money as, uh, what she was doing. But, uh, I saw how the other parents in the suburban community treated her. They ostracized her. She was not a part of the in crowd and it, it was, was it what it was, what it was. And, you know, it's a tough thing that these young boys are going to have to deal with five years in the OnlyFans that their mother did it while the kid was young and people were unaware. But trust me, teenagers find the, the OnlyFans and the new, the naked pictures and probably the leaked pictures. They find them. They can find them faster than the parents can find them. And uh, people treat these women with a bunch of disrespect. Nobody respects these women. And this woman said the hot mom. But uh, here we go right here. She says the downsides of OnlyFans. Yep. My teenage son gets bullied. Happen is I got a teenage son and they're fucking obsessed with me. They fucking sing my songs in his school. They talk about like how hot of a mom I am. Oh my and my God. son's friends started finding my OnlyFans. So now it's hard for me to promote and because now my son's going to school, like getting teased and shit like that. You know what I mean? Teased. So it's hard having a teenage son and being a hot mom. She said a hot mom. Mm. Ninja. Where? Where, where is this? <laughs> I'm too conventional, man. I, I, I don't go. I don't stray too far to Straggleville. All right, because conventionally, she's not hot at all. I mean, she's a hot mess. She's a hot mess. But I would not, I would not consider her hot, by the way. But you, the dudes are probably jerking off to the mom. That's, I mean, you know what I mean? When you're 13 and 14, your mind goes everywhere, especially these ninjas that be on the autism spect spectrum. Yeah. They definitely uh, beating it off to the mom, which is crazy, which is crazy. And they probably telling the boy, too, right? Telling the boy, I beat off to your mammy. Oh, man, it's a cold, cold, evil world we live in. But that's the new world we live in. It's an evil world we live in. That's, a, that's the world we live in, Ninja. It's going that way. We got midgets and trunks that you have to hunt for. You have moms on OnlyFans. And you have, uh, you have, um, 
the ninja uh getting sh- uh the the sugar mama sugar mama yeah welcome to straggleville hey with me if you ride with me you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky come get high with me that's a deal right <laughs> my man she said a hot mom oh man like where like t- somebody tell me there's is she hot is she hot i think not all right let's see if i can catch up on the alternative apps for contributions of support and love gifts to the baby mama terrorist fund what are we doing here all right anyway Hot mom. Shout out to our brother Jabari says, Coach. Okay, I, I got that. I'm gonna I can't pronounce it. Munchinson. I'm gonna see if I can look that up. I don't even know what that is. I'm gonna look it up though. All right. Let me check over here on Super Chats. Bear with bear with me. We have Henry Resilient. Shout out to Henry. 50k shelf this month. All right. Henry's resilient got rent due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. All right, what are we doing here? Uh Janissary says, Coach, did you see the video of the strag twerking with her booty in whose face? In the something's face. I don't, well, no. All right, but I really can't show too much twerking on this. So, yeah, I try to try to show least twerking because they automatically age restrict the video. Yeah, but if a woman does it, if it's a woman's channel, they promote the channel. That's what they do. JC says midgets are heavy as hell. Don't ask how I know. Yeah, they kind of, you know, their center of gravity, they kind of all packed in the one little spot, right? When you pick them up, they don't have no legs that dangle that they can counterbalance the weight. So they probably just like a whole potato sack. You know what I mean? They can't use their arms and legs to help lift and alleviate the weight. You know what I mean? You just like, <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I better check that out, though. I, I, I mean, listen. <laughs> right? It's crazy. All right. What are we doing here? Kalen is in the building. Kalen says, what's up, coach? I'm sure you would agree that when you choose to get married, you choose to be stuck with one person. Even if you get a divorce, you still have to deal with that person through alimony and child support. It truly is death. Do us part. In fact, God does not like divorce. And I've been telling you as well, for the most part, you never divorce a person, especially if you're talking about alimony and child support. Imagine raising children through divorce. It is damn near impossible. It is a rare exception that co-parents get along. In fact, I always call co-parenting a psyops. It's a deal with the devil. Now, the reason why it's a deal with the devil, because the courts have figured out that uh, kids that don't have access to fathers are actually more detrimental to society, even though it still kind of benefits them. Uh, but for the most part, they were trying to alleviate all of the uh, court proceedings there because they were full and impacted of women trying to arrest custody away from fathers, right? So they were like, we're just going to start off on 50-50. Now, that is just in a few states. Uh, states are trying to turn, especially the red states, they're trying to turn that over and to, to put co-parenting. But I say this to say, I say this to say, there's really no such thing as divorce when you have children, and I've been saying that for quite a long time. Um, you're you're probably, if you're getting divorced to find happiness or you think you don't have to deal with the other person, you're going to be wrong. You're going you're gonna to have to deal with them like a motherfucker, and you're going to have to deal with them with possibly one person having some hard feelings. With that being said, good luck. Your, your kid's going to be in trouble. This is one of the reasons why millennials and Gen Z 
are kind of in trouble now, it's because co-parenting is very difficult. It's very difficult. You never really divorce. So pay attention to this. If you're a person considering divorce right now and you think, I don't have to listen to this person, you dead ass wrong. You're going to have to listen to them. And while you're suing them, while they're not paying child support, while they are paying child support, while the man's frustrated, while the woman's frustrated, it gets worse. You're going to have to agree to a lot of things for the benefit of your children. So I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say this again, and this is why some parents wash their hands, particularly fathers, is that if you think you're getting rid of the person by divorcing them, you're not. They're going to be ever-present in your life. You're going to have to think about them or at least consider them probably every day of your life after the divorce, especially if you have kids, young kids. If you have older kids, you still don't get rid of them. They still around, bro. <laughs> you still, they still around. So just be ready. <laughs> be, be ready. I know what people think that. She's still around. She's still there. Um, a lot of the things that you do, you have to basically get permission or get her to agree to it. For instance, let's say you move. You move. And you move to another state or she moves to another state. You got to ask the other parent. Now, if you treated that parent like shit or you tried to manipulate the other, that parent, but then you got to go there to ask him a favor. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, like say it's a woman. Oh, I met a new guy. I'm going to move with him to another county, another state, across the country. You got to get the other parent to agree. <laughs> shit. <laughs> you attach to this person. So a lot of people, I, they have a false or misconception, not to say a, a misconception about divorce, that you're getting rid of the person. You're not. Person's still going to be there, bro. <laughs> still going to be there. And it's going to be far worse. Anyway, shout out to JC telling us midgets are healthy, uh, heavy. All right, Mr. Albert says, happy Galentine's Day, ladies. Can you pull up Stewie for them, coach? Y'all be asking me to pull up too much. If you didn't watch my live stream on the money mindset, I can't pull up too much shit. All right, it's too much, too much juggling, especially since I have two browsers up, so I can't pull up shit like that. All right, but uh, the people that know, that watch the Money Mindset, you know. Martin says, if women thought of themselves as property, then they will respect their man, and we would love them, your thoughts, because I'm tired of sharing them. You're tired of sharing women? Hmm. <laughs> You're tired of sharing them. Um, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Hey, man, these women ain't ours, man. These women ain't ours. This is one of the things that we have. Yeah, for men, we got to let them go. As we say over here, let them wild horses run free. Let them wild horses run free. <laughs> okay. You can't, you can't, you can't. These women aren't yours to possess anymore. Like they're on, they're the world's women. They're the world's women. They belong to the world. They belong to the cotton picking streets. I'm I freed myself of women. I freed myself of women, bruh. I mean, like, bruh, hey, listen, whatever time you have, just they're our women, ninja. They community property at this point. They community property. They belong to the community. They belong to the streets. They belong to the cotton picking whole ecosystem. They belong to the corporate America. They belong to the government. They ain't mine. They ain't, these women ain't mine, bro. 
Let them go. Them the government's women, bro. I, they ain't mine. And that's how I look at them forever and always. <laughs> they, they ain't mine. They the courts women. They the family courts women. I let them have them. They ain't mine. Now, when they want to come around and be like, ah, I want to be yours. Bitch, you don't belong to me. Let these wild horses run free. You don't belong to me. Like, if you want to belong to me, I'm going to put you up on game. You belong to me. All right, listen. Ain't no half-stepping. Hey, young young men, you're free. <laughs> How I do it? Watch this. When a woman say, I want to be yours, daddy, I'm yours. Oh, really? Daddy? You, you're daddy? Damn, daddy. First thing I do, this is my first test to see if a woman belongs to me. Because she going to say, this your puss. And I'm going to be like, oh, this my puss? It's all yours, daddy. Okay, cool. And I want to move in. And I want to cuddle. And I want to have fun. Oh, really? And I'm all yours for the low price of fee and free 99. Fee 99. <laughs> Not even free 99. Fee 99. Oh, okay. Go to your human resource office. Give them this direct deposit slip right there. Say my name right there. They say my bank account. They say my address. There's my bank number. There's my account number right there. Put that direct deposit right there in daddy's bank account. Get him, daddy. Put your direct deposit. Once you move all your shit in, actually, before you move your shit in, take this down to your human resources. Drop your paycheck into my bank account. Yeah, that's mine. You mine. You mine, you bitch. <laughs> you mine. Unless you do that, unless you do that, you ain't mine. You belong to that corporation that pay you. That's who you belong to. You belong to daddy government. You belong to your debt. You belong to your student loan. You belong to these cotton-picking streets where you came from. These streets. All right. And I'll lease your ass out per minute or hour or week or whatever the hell you want. <laughs> but you ain't mine, baby. You your daddies or whoever the fuck you came from. You ain't mine. All right. I'll let your ass go. All right. I'll let you run free. And I'm going to tell you, man, ladies love it and they hate it at the same time. Because I don't be up on. I don't be after them. I don't tell them where they going and where they need to go. I don't tell them where they need to be. You need to be here and you need to be there. And where you at? They love it. Who you with? And why you doing this? I bet you you doing that. Uh-uh. You free, baby. You free. Now, when I need you, come over here, lay on your back, meow, let me hit them guts, and then when I'm done with you, I'm probably going to have you skedaddle relatively soon, okay? Go back to where you came from. Go back to your apartment. Go back to your poverty. Go back to your brokenness. Go back to your SRT ninjas. Go back to your job. Go back to your welfare. Go back to your child support. Go back to your baby daddy. Go back to, <laughs> go back to Sephora. Go back to somewhere else. Go back to the mall. Go back to your job at the damn hot dog on the stick. Go back from whence you came. I'm done with you. I don't own you no more. You're no longer my property. You're no longer my person. I'm not, I'm not getting state permission to marry you. No, I'm not moving you in. Go back. <laughs> They're not mine. Guys, you're free. You're free. They don't belong to you. Guys, even if you marry them, you have to get permission from the government. Who owns them? So the government owns them. The state owns them. The corporation owns them first. Then their father, if they have one, which most of them don't, which is an issue. 
I don't own you, bitch. You here's <laughs> go back. Go back. Go to the next client. I don't care. Wherever you go, baby, have fun. It's, I don't, I'm not responsible for you because here's the thing. Ownership implies responsibility. One of the things we left out in this, and I keep repeating these things, but I want you to remember them, so I have to keep telling you. When you own something, you're responsible for it. They only told you that women were owned as pieces of property, but they never they, ne- they left out the fact that we were responsible for them. We were responsible for their reputation, responsible for them, for them financially, responsible for how they act, because if they did something stupid, we had to pay for it, right? They went in, robbed Sephora. We had to pay. The man had to pay. The family had to pay. All right, so ownership does in, and imply that your property ownership implies that we're responsible for. This is why you, they took your last name. Okay, anything that you own or are responsible for has your last name, including slaves, including people who work for you, domestics. Okay, a maid, a butler took your last name. Property has your name on the trust deed. So whatever you're responsible for, you whatever you own, you're responsible for. It's not just the fact that you can only control it. You're responsible for it if it breaks down, if it malfunctions. So this is no longer what we have today. Not That's not our relationship with women. Therefore, they're for the goddamn streets at this point. They're, somebody else owns them other than me. Somebody else is responsible for them other than me. And it is no longer my responsibility. So I can rent and lease. I can use, discard, whatever I need to do. And she can serve me however she wants to serve me. I can maintain it for a period of time. I can put, I can rent it. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, guys, you're free. New, 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 new world order. You're free. You don't have to do this no more. You don't own it or you know we're longer responsible for it. Now, the kids you're responsible for. So you have to have kids you're responsible for them. All right, but shout out to you, man. Um, you you guys have to share your women. You have to share your women. You got to share them. I know people are like, what is this shit? You got to accept this. You're sharing them. I mean, unless you can support them 100%, which we're going to get to uh, later on in the show. There's women still wanting men to pay and support. Okay. That means I have ownership and responsibility over you. That means just when I pay, it pays the cost to be the boss. When I pay, then I get to dictate what's going on. No, you don't. Okay, well, bitch, go back to the government then. <laughs> All right. It's crazy. They want you to pay for stuff, but then not have any um, not have any rules and guidelines for it. I'm going to talk about that later. The mighty bull is in the building. He says, oh, the insanity of the humanity. Word up. Oh, the humanity. All right, shout out to you. Martin says, I wanted to laugh, coach. Thanks for your response. Indeed. MC Hamster says marriage is an open-ended lease contract with the government. And factually, it almost inevitably, you have to turn that woman in with mileage. They don't care about the mileage you put on it. An open-ended lease does not care about the mileage or the damage you put on it. A closed-ended lease cares about the mileage and the damage. An open-ended lease, this is some money mindset and some blue chips for you. An open-ended lease doesn't care about the mileage or the damage per se. Okay, and you can buy that shit at the end of the lease. Same thing as a closed ended lease, but you're leasing her from the government. You ask for permission from the government to marry this woman. And so if it doesn't work out, then they're going to hold you responsible to partially support the woman until she can get on her feet. All right, that's called alimony or that's called child support. 
because child support is just woman support. All right. So it has nothing to do with the child. If it does, lawyers wouldn't get paid in excess or equal or above what it takes to settle a child support case. So that's not about the child if the lawyer's pocketing money for the benefit of getting a child support order. So it has nothing to do with the child. All right, shout out to Red Pill Zulu says, wow, Vince Vaughn is coach gang gang. Yes. Shout out to Vince Vaughn. I have no idea. Is he? Is he? I have no idea. Is Vince Vaughn coach gang gang? Somebody confirm. All right, I do have a lot of people. Trying. All right. I, have, I do have a lot of people that follow me, celebrities. All right, shout out to all the celebs. We got big time celebs following me, or they did at one point. But, you know, shout out to all the celeb celebs. But if he's coach gang gang, we in the building. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, what are we doing here? Yes. Thank you, man. I, I explained the open end at least. Shout out to Vince Vaughn. All right. Did he bang that one little uh, chicken look, chicken little? I call her chicken little. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what's that woman, woman that, that, that uh, Jennifer Aniston? She looked like a chicken to me. She looked like chicken little. All right. Anyway. Uh, what are we doing? All right, uh, let's see here. They're watching me. They're watching me, watching you, watching you. What are we talking about now? Let's get back to it. Simping ain't easy. Yeah, this word's been thrown around, around the sphere. Wait a minute. There it is. This word simping has been thrown around the spear, the spear, the manosphere a lot. And what happens is, what had happened is, a lot of people misconstrue what simping is. For instance, if a man takes care of a woman, they call that simping. And that's not, really, that's not really true. Now, he's just taking care of something that he has responsibility for. That would be okay. When, if a guy pays for a date, they call it simping. I don't call that simping. I just say he just paid for the date. He could have he paid with money that was, didn't mean much to him. Or he could have paid with money that he didn't have. So they will call that simping. And I don't agree with that completely. There's, there's things around it. But... I'm going to show you what simping is. People want to know. And in simple, simping is from the, from the culture of the ism, it is someone that idolizes mediocre peace leave. Someone that idolizes mediocre peace leave. All right, so that's what the acronym simp means. So you're idolizing something mediocre, which can get a little fuzzy. Right, Just because you're taking care of someone mediocre doesn't mean you're simping, but if you idolize and pedestalize for no reason, then it could be simping. So let's take you to this clip over here. I have two clips of young men getting caught simping. All right, so let me see if I can pull it up. Oh, we got a young guy right here. Here we go. Simping ain't easy. Here we go right here. So this young brother here, he has a YouTube page. Take a look at him. All right, this is indicative of a Gen Z uh, this is a Gen Z guy right here. Uh, uh, I call them TikTok dancers. And the type of guy that goes on TikTok and simps for women. Like, this would be simping, which he says, a dating myth. Women are in their prime age from 18 to 24. Okay, so he's going to call this a myth. And he went and greased his hair back. Slick. He took his fingers and thumbs. He went like this and slicked his eyebrows. Shout out to my Dominican poppy bro here. He going to get caught simping in broad day. All right, dating myth. Women are in their primes from age 
18 to 24. All right, here we go. One of the biggest lies in dating right now is that women are in their prime from 18 to 24. Y'all got to stop listening to these podcasts. Turn that shit off because that is kept. I see girls every day that's 18 to 24 and a lot of them look like shit. These podcasts be talking about how women expire after like 25, 26. What the hell are y'all talking about? Y'all got to stop lying. You know damn well you see some fine ass women that's in their late 20s. Fine ass women's in their early 30s. You see some fine 40 year old women. Stop capping. Oh man, man. Brothers go, man. I think he missed the point. And of course the women are in here. All right, facts. All right, Dan here. Date old alone women and leave us out of it. All right, here. Okay, it says, right. If women from 18 to 24 look like ish, I wonder what women 25 to 50 look like. That's my question. That That's my question because this guy's obviously in that age range to 18, 24. And yes, unfortunately, a lot of 18 to 24-year-old women look like shit. That's because they club, uh, dance, they do drugs, they depress they they out late at night. They getting fat. They don't care about their body or physique. They're mentally unstable and mental health issues. Yes. But if you're seeing a lot of 18 to 24-year-old women that are out of shape and bent out of shape, have you looked? Have you looked at women that were older? I mean, I'm sorry to tell you. They don't look much better. Now, there are some women that look better that are older. That doesn't mean they're in their prime. And again, he's missing the point that prime does not just mean looks. Prime does just not does just not mean looks. There's other factors that people talk about in their prime. For instance, prime fertility, prime selection time. This would be the most beneficial time in history, in the history of the world, that they could select their best mate. And as you can see, women over 30 cannot find the best available mate. And that's you. You see, they're struggling with this. And then they wonder why they're struggling. Like, what happened? Where did all the men right, go? Right, they're struggling with this. And they're saying more women but in, in the history of time will be single in the next five years. It's, we're living it now. Single and childless. Now, that doesn't mean they're miserable. Doesn't mean they're ugly. Doesn't mean they're... But what it is, is that's the prime selection age. That's the prime selection age related to their fertility, probably their level of attractiveness, and what the man is looking for. Doesn't mean that they're going to be ugly later on, but highly likely they're going to be all blowed up like the Goodyear blimp and busted pillberry Mr. can. It's just highly likely that they're going to be that way. And their fertility window is declining. Although with the help and miracles of modern science, they're able to extend it. This is just something that's new. This is a new concept that they can have uh, IVF and freeze eggs. This is brand new. So the standard bearer of information that we've had over thousands of years, thousands of years that this is the prime. There's no debating this, but he's just going off of looks just like a young guy would go off of. And looks are just a part of it. It's just a part of it. And the data shows us doesn't matter how old the man is. He typically will think that a younger woman is more attractive, even if he doesn't go for her. Now, do scrape sexuals and scrap sexuals go after older women in the event that they might be uncomfortable dating a younger woman yes in the event that they know that they can't get a younger woman yes or in the event that they can't relate to a younger woman yes they will prefer an older woman but not for family raising purposes that's just who they prefer sexually that's basically their availability and this young dude doesn't get it of course he's just trying to appeal to women that are probably going to buy him in the Apple Vision Pro goggles. 
This is a ninja that probably says, and judging by the look of his bedroom, and I'm just saying this as a young man, I was down bad too at this age. He's not on the high selection scale other than with, you know, uh, 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 skanks and skags and strags. This is a fact. It's not hard to figure out. It's not that hard to figure out. But again, this is a this is a simp post <laughs> because their intent is either he's misunderstanding or attempt to get some east leave. Not some real punani. He's trying to get some east leave. And oh, he's doing the rhythmic talk too. He's doing all the rhythmic uh, uh attracted to strag type talk. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, I just tired of these podcasts. Turn that off, son. Turn it off. Word them up. You know what I mean? He trying to do the whole, I'm going to appeal to sexy. I'm going to look sexy for the women shit. One of the biggest lies in dating right now is that women are in their prime from 18 to 24. That's not a lie. That's an actual fact. <laughs> you said the lie in the dating. Women are in their prime 18. That's a fact. Because if I wanted to have six kids and seven kids, I'm not going to target a 30-year-old. If I wanted to have five kids, I'm not going to target a 32-year-old. My best chance would be 18 to 24. Now, this is just, in our modern times, not possible for most people. Because women are told to kind of do something else and focus on something else. And then they, most of them, more than half of them, end up disappointed with this choice. Because men don't cooperate with the latter part of it. Men don't cooperate with the, oh, I'll pick you up at 32 or 35. Men aren't cooperating with that shit. And then they're wondering why the men won't change. Well, because biologically, again, let's go back. Let's go back. The prime is 18 to 24. Now, the women are saying, well, what 18 to 24-year-old man wants to get married? That's a good question. And your answer is, that's why there's been age gaps. (laughs) I mean, that's why age gaps have always been prevalent. Why? Because there's all, not not huge age gaps, but there were always age gaps that were even huge. Look at Barbara Marley. The father was 60. The, the mother was 16. And that was seen as, okay, he takes care of her. All right. But age gaps exist because men have to build in order to support. So by the time he builds up and he's 27, he might get a 22-year-old wife. By the time he's 26 and he builds up, which you could back then, he gets a 24-year-old wife. By the time he builds up and he's 30, he gets a 24-year-old wife, right? So there's been this always historic age gap. And what did the guy do generally? He would go back backwards. He wouldn't get a 30. He, he wasn't 28 and got a 28. I can show and prove you this. He wasn't 30 and got a 30-year-old wife. This is typical. He could have been 30 and got a 16-year-old wife, which was legal. So there was always age gaps related to this because men had to have land in order to secure a wife. Men had to have resources to secure a wife. And it took him a little bit of time to get it. And then he would go back. Typically, that's where the age gaps is. It was, the, it was around four or five years. So he had to build his value and then go backwards. By the time he built his value, 27, 28, 29, the women that were 29 were old fucking maids. They were out of the prime. <laughs> it's pretty simple but we're applying modern logic and we're criminalizing past true biology, past true society, sociology. It's not that hard to figure out. This, this, this is, he's saying it's a myth, but it's still true. It still rings true. Okay. Y'all got to stop listening to these podcasts. You're not going to, hey man, anybody that starts talking to me and his mouth 
curl up in the corner. Y'all got to still listen to these podcasts. Y'all got to stop listening to these podcasts. Anytime they do that shit, you automatically dismiss from the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to stop listening to these podcasts. Y'all got to still look. Anytime I see this shit, (laughs) (laughs) this means he's trying to attract women to the conversation. He's trying to look super cool. Look at that lip. Y'all got to start listening to these podcasts. Look at that lip in the corner. Yeah, that's some simple shit. Y'all, y'all got to stop listening to these podcasts when they stretch out the words and shit. Podcast. McDonald's. You know? <laughs> Look at this ninja face right here. Come on, man. Bruh, young buck. Ninja, you got to start growing up first, man. You got to stop growing up. Just because you got a little goatee on your face. You got to stop listening to these podcasts. L the bars, Chico the bars, look at ass ninja. Why these young ninjas think they can come in here and talk? Go sit down, ninja. Go sit down, ninja, and learn to pay some rent first, ass ninja. What else you got to say? I'm flaming your ass for this simp-ass post. Turn that shit off, because that is cap. That is cap. That is cap. I see girls every day that's 18 to 24, and a lot of them look like shit. Yeah, we're not talking about looks. We're not talking about purely about looks. There's women that are older that look good. But, but does it, do they have value to you when you're talking about fertility window? The answer is highly unlikely. It's possible, but not probable. These podcasts be talking about how women expire after like 25. They do. I mean, guys, I mean, that's what the data is telling us. <laughs> All right. Now, do they have value? Do they have extreme value to someone? To someone they do, yes. And are we now making men perverts for liking women that have value? Yes. So you can see the psyops that's happening here. 26, what the hell are y'all talking about? Y'all got to stop lying. You know damn well you see some fine-ass women that's in their late 20s, fine-ass women's in their early 30s. Women's, yes, women's, women's in their late 30s. Again, he's just stuck on looks. He's not arguing anything else factually about this conversation, which is what we call disingenuous is cherry picking. You're trying to corner me in and he's just going purely on looks. Some fine ass women's. You see some fine 40 year old women. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> they, they, the dating women in their prime, it has nothing to do with less to do with looks. It has something to do with it. Yes. But as they age, they start to lose this value. Some of them can still look good with makeup and hair, and extensions, and BBLs, and yes, they can still look good all dressed up, but I've lived with women that were been older than 24, and it looks like a train wreck when they get home, but that's neither here nor there. Stop capping. Stop stop capping. Stop capping. Okay, sipping ain't easy. (laughs) Sipping ain't easy. See, that's what I would call simping. Like, paying for girls on dates is not simping. Now, that's just using a leverage you're just using a tool now if you're paying it thinking you're going to get laid yes that that's going to get in the simping conversation all right we have another young brother here what's up with these young brothers out here uh-oh who's the prize in a in the relationship t-h-a we got a lot of ninjas that's illiterate in here okay shout out to this ninja what what do you got to say here so I made a video about who's the prize in a relationship, a female or a male. And I didn't know that I was going to get so much backlash from grown-ass niggas getting that because I didn't call them a prize and I said female or the prize. Last time I checked, name, first of all, name me 10 single fathers. 
that have successfully raised a kid on their own. Oh, oh wait, you can't. Hmm. Now, do you get down on one knee? Oh wait, you do. And then the nigga, then I was reading a comment, and then the nigga was like, "Bro, we have all the money. We have we provide and protect. So we're the prize, bro. If you are prov if you are providing and protecting." You are not the prize. She is the prize because you are providing and protecting. If you was the prize, my nigga, last time I checked, she would be doing the providing and protecting. Keyword, she would be doing the protecting. But you do it. Why? Because you are not the prize. Thank you. Second thing, another nigga was like, bro, their thoughts, their bops. Why would they be the prize? Who's they? Your mama's a bop? Your auntie a bop? Oh. Your grandma a bop? Oh. Okay, okay, okay. So I made... Yep, this is simping. This is simping in 4K or 1080p. 1080p. This is 1080p simping. And did I hear the cotton-picking fire alarm? What is not the fire alarm? The smoke detector beeping. Bruh, get your braces off first, man. Grow a little bit of hair. Get some hair on your chest and then to do some push-ups. And stop looking like your auntie out here. And maybe we can talk. Man, please go sit down, bruh. We, we, we have to tell this. <laughs> we have to tell this. This guy does not have enough life experience to be. You just don't understand yet. You don't understand. I mean, you, you got your auntie's hairdo in. You do look like your auntie right now. You do look like your auntie without makeup. All right. But of course, you can't change the battery in your smoke detector. But you got an idea of who the prize is in relationships. I mean, this is where the problem is, man. Now, let's attack this first point right here. We got to attack some points. Because this is what we're doing here. But you got on the internet with this bullshit. All right, here we, here we go. A video about who's the prize in a relationship, a female or a male. And I didn't know that I was going to get so much backlash from grown-ass niggas getting that because I didn't call them a prize and I said female are the prize. Yeah, he said females are the prize. All right, here we go right here. Last time I checked, first of all, name me 10 single fathers. Damn. See, this right here torpedoes his whole conversation, bro. Wow. Now, this is the problem. This is the problem. Because he believes and hasn't seen, this is a product of his environment, he hasn't seen single fathers. He's assuming that women are the, oh, women are out here struggling raising the kids. He has no idea. Bro, you about to get blindsided in this world, bro. You about to get blindsided. Just because you don't see single fathers successfully raising kids doesn't mean it's not happening. And why is it not happening? It's because they're not choosing it. Yeah, you're going to learn about the system. Give it some time. You're going to find out why there's no single fathers in your neighborhood that you see. However, the data shows us that single mothers are the worst environment that you can put kids. This is not even a debate, but he's too ignorant to know it. So why would a prize continue to raise the worst products of their environment, a.k.a. you? Single fathers in two-parent households, even gay households, are more successful than single mother households. But you wouldn't know that because you're just an ignorant Gen Zer, or we won't call you ignorant. You just don't know because you're you're used to being around your auntie and your sisters and shit like that. You just don't know. You have no clue. He's just on some son husband shit. He on his bird chested mission. So this is what he's not exposed to. His baby mamas kept him in captivity in a smoke detector, burping, chirping ass house. Okay, and your nervous, your central nervous system is being uh, driven crazy by this chirping and it's driving you to niggardry. But you don't know this. 
It's driving you to niggatry. All right, let's give it to the next point here. That have successfully raised a kid on their own. Wow. That, man, I'll tell you, the data shows us that it is indeed the single fathers that are raising kids more successfully compared to the single mother. But anyway. Oh, wait, you can't. Hmm. Now, do you get down on one knee? Oh. Okay, so wh whoever gets down on one knee is not the prize. But the woman has positioned herself and played a role long enough for that guy to get down on one knee. AKA position herself, chased, done well. She done everything she possibly could to be able to get to that ring. And he's given her an opportunity to be a part of his life, which she's going to reap the rewards from completely. But of course, this guy doesn't have enough expense, uh, experience to realize that. But go on with that smoke detector chirping. Oh, wait, you do. And then the nigga, then I was reading a comment, and then the nigga was like, Bro, we have all the money. We have we provide and protect. So we're the prize, bro. If you are prov if you are providing and protecting, you are not the prize. She oh my gosh, what does he? <laughs> I mean, listen, he's a young brother. You provide and protect for someone that is carrying on your name and legacy. You're not just providing for her. You're actually providing for her when she's vulnerable, when she's pregnant. And she's producing the prize of the family, which is the relationship, the, the children that will carry on the legacy. The reason why a woman is protected and provided for is because she's vulnerable most of the time. She is the vulnerable person. So if indeed you weren't providing protecting for her as she's pregnant, she could die. She could be at risk of not being able to defend herself. Therefore, your children might die. That's why you provide and protect for a woman. Not because she's the prize. It's because she's vulnerable. When she's with child, she cannot fight. She cannot run. She cannot do any of these things. And you want children to pass on your lineage and legacy. So you protect that. That doesn't mean they're the prize. <laughs> okay? That doesn't mean. But people don't understand that. This ninja, he said his ovaries ain't dropped yet. His ovaries ain't dropped yet. So my legacy and lineage is the most important part of this. And she's the produce, producer of that. I, I give her that. She incubates it. I protect her. She pops out kid. Now, if the kids arrive alive and she died in childbirth, Ninja, we still going on. This is how it used to be. Women used to die in childbirth. We still on. It happens because that's how vulnerable they were. But of course, in the miracles of modern science, we can paralyze her whole bottom trunk and deliver the kid. Squirt right out. And she feels no pain. She doesn't die. She could cut her whole stomach open and pull the baby out. She doesn't die from a disinfected belly. Okay, so you're, you're comparing years and years of humanity in the modern time. It's not that hard to figure out. All right, she keeps my name. And then my, my descendants keep my name. But, of course, this feminist right here is using bird brain, bird chested logic to not understand what's going on, all right? So the prize is the, the product of the relationship. This really doesn't mean the man is the prize, but in essence, it's his DNA. It's his spark of life. It's his children. It's his last name. It's his lineage. In fact, if it's not true that who the prize is, who do they keep dragging into family court? The man. Who's in that, in that entire room? Who do they target? The man. Who's the prize? <laughs> right here. Uh, anyway, somebody's asking about somebody that I never met. 
All right, here we go. He is the prize because you are providing and protecting. If you was the prize, my nigga, last time I checked, she would be doing the providing and protecting. That's not true. I mean, listen, why would a person who is vulnerable provide and protect for someone? See, you new age ninjas. You new age ninjas have no idea what the world used to be. This is why you get caught simping in 1080p. This is why you get caught simping in 1080p. You guys are in a stable society where the government pretty much props up 80% of the citizens. So it gives you a false idea that we're stable. Ninja, all it has to take is anybody to invade or anything to pop up or an economic collapse of epic proportion. We're going to be back to Stone Ages in relative short order. But I don't think, I don't want that to happen as the way to prove this point. But you're believing that in a common world that a woman can provide and protect for men. Show me a world right now where that is. <laughs> right? Come on, man. Show me a world where that exists. Matter of fact, show me a world that existed like that that still exists. Zero. None. And there's a reason for that. There's been millions of years of people, millions of years of time in species and humanities where that cannot exist. But your single mammy has convinced you of this and that you believe that uh, there's a world that uh, for some reason, for us to prove your theory, women should be supporting men when they're vulnerable. Women are super vulnerable. Women are, black women are the least protected. Guys, this not exist and it could never exist. This is why women who have the ability to support a man will never do it. They'll never do it. Why? Because they can't respect that man. This is typical. This is in general. There's some women who do it and they don't mind. But this world where he's trying to flip it and say, well, why ain't the women supporting the men? Because women are vulnerable. That's why. They're fragile. <laughs> Come on, man. And they need a support system. They need it socially, physically, economically. And that's why they'll never be the prize in my eyes. All right. They're a liability and a debt for the most part. All right. Let's continue here. We got some more simping in, in 1080p. She wouldn't be doing the protecting, but you do it. Why? Because you are not the prize. <laughs> Thank you. Second thing. Another nigga was like, bro, their thoughts, their bops. Why would they be the prize? Who's they? Your mama's a bop? See, now we went to the, we went to your mama is black. We went to your, do you believe that way about your daughter? We went to the familial argument. We went to the familial argument. Basically like, oh, you talking that way about your mama? Well, I'm here to tell you, brother, this young brother with these ashy ass lips, I'm here to tell you, yes, your mama was a bop. Especially if you don't know your daddy. Oh, and by the way, if you don't have your daddy's last name, your mama was a side chick and a bop. It's not that hard to figure out. Whose last name do you have? Yes, because your 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 daddy probably was married to another woman, probably living with another woman. Oh, your daddy probably had another family. And yes, your mama is a bop if you don't have his last name. Yes, that's, that's the truth. And you probably don't have your father's last name because your mama was a bop. And truth be told, some of y'all don't want to know if your mama was a hoe out here, but she probably was. All right. Hoeing ain't, hoeing, hoeing don't stop because you a mama. Okay. You probably were conceived in the backseat of a Jeep, another episode. All right, but it is what it is. But we don't want to say that these mamas out here was bops and hoes and skeezers, but they was. They was. <laughs> All right, anyway, 
All right. Uh, anyway, what else does this brother have to say here? Your auntie a bop? Yes. Your grandma a bop? She could, dude, your grandmama could have been a bop. All right, come on, man. Just look at the age of your grandmama. If you got a young grandmama, she probably was a bop. I have no idea. Or she got married young. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the familial attack. All right, so people try to use that to me. Well, what about your mama, coach? What about your daughter? What about your wife and your ex-wife? What about your girlfriend? What? Uh, so they'll just attack on the familial side. That's to say, oh, everything applies to all women except my family. All right, that's, that's a common attack. Um, that is a straw man or, if you will, gaslighting tactic to basically disarm you and say, well, no, it doesn't apply to my family. Let's continue. Oh, he's done. All right, thank God. I mean, because sipping ain't easy, man. Sipping ain't easy out here. So uh, when we have what we have is this guy's going to learn the hard way. And unfortunately, you know, we're here to teach guys so you don't get put, put in this position. And we arm you, we arm you with mad facts. This guy don't have no muscle on his body, no arms, no triceps, no nothing. Ninja ain't got no thigh development, no gluteus maximus development or gluteus minimus at all. No calf development, no nothing. He got no income, and he doesn't have a 9-volt battery. All right. You let your mother raise you in a household where you got the smoke detector chirping. I mean, who's the prize? Who's the prize? Now, he has time to recover from this. But most young men have to get hit on the head. As you've seen that uh, Dominican, Puerto Rican little dude, gotta get hit on the head. Unfortunately, that's how men have to learn because men are hard-headed. Men are hard-headed. But what we ain't going to do is let guys like you that listen to this show continue to be out here simping in this manner. That was purely, purely unadulterated, 100% pimping in 1080p. Or simping. I mean simping in 1080p. That's a disgrace. Let me check if uh, I need to stop for Super Chat purposes because we're going to get into one of the main event topics. Okay. All right. I'm going to keep it going. Next topic, Gen Z. This is a Gen Z show here. Shout out all the Gen Zs that think I'm an old head. I mean well. I mean you well. All right. I, I, I appreciate my Gen Z brothers. I have a son and a daughter that is Gen Z. And I don't mean to rain on your parade, but yes, Gen, uh, Gen X, we were certain... Certainly egotistical. Uh, as you grow and you become 18 and 21, you look at the world that exists today and you say, we can make a world a better place. And what we need is these old heads to change around our world. And listen, it's your time. This is your world. The old people we've already lived and we're here to keep the world alive while you believe you're making an impact. So you vote in, great, create change, and you walk around here on your tippy toes, and you think you have the right things, but you just don't have the money to execute it, and you keep leaning on us to pay for shit, and we keep paying our taxes for you goofy-ass ninjas to come out here and survive and fornicate, and we pay for your nappy-headed-ass, snotty-nosed, crumb-snatching-ass kids that you have out of wedlock. We continue to do this, but you continue to call us old heads. And shout-out to you young heads that are out here making some money. Hope you don't lose it because life is long. It's longer than you think. Don't spend it unwisely. But Gen Z is down bad out here. And we're here to talk about it. And I'm here to educate you on what's happening with Gen Zooted. Well, first things first, let's take a look at this TikTok. And I don't mean this for all Gen Z. I just mean this for the people who are willing to listen. And I know this for a fact. I'm going to share this TikTok. Where's the TikTok? Uh, here it is, a TikTok. 20%, which is a very large portion of Gen Z, allegedly, when they're seeking jobs, and I know this for a fact, 
they bring their mom or dad to the job interview with them. Listen, a career expert. This is according to your tango. And we have another piece of information here. And I know this. I've seen this for a fact. That Gen Z college graduates are getting dropped off by their mammies. Ninja, get the mm. fuck out of here. Ninja, we just... We ring the fucking bell on these people. I've been telling you, you codependent ass, soft, gin zooted ass kids, we struggling, man. We, we, we leaning way too much on our parents. Not only can you not fly the coop, you're getting you're, the moms waiting in the fucking lobby. And this is true. I've actually had conversations with people about this for the last five years. They've been witnessing this. People who have been executives and shit like this and work for high-end companies. Like I can't even sit, name the companies. But high-end companies saying their, their mothers are waiting in the fucking lobby or calling and confirming interviews through the mom. <laughs> yo, yo, we, yo, ring the bell on these niches. One in five. This is a fact. This is not psyops. This is not some shit that they're just making up. Let's play this TikTok right here. Here we go, right here. Uh, let's pop the volume up. Let me play you the clip. Nearly 20% of Gen Z applicants brought their mom or dad with them to a job interview. Okay, I'm gonna make this make sense. Here's how it goes. Colleges and universities charge exorbitant tuitions and they don't prepare their students how to get jobs after graduation. These students then return home and their parents are really frustrated. They just spent a quarter of a million dollars on tuition and little Jimmy is living in their basement. So they think that the only thing that they can do is they have to take control of the situation and micromanage little Jimmy just the way that they did throughout their entire childhood. So they think that the best way to do this is to call up an organization and say, you need to hire my son or go on an interview with him. Extrapolate this for me though. In the interview, when the interviewer looks at your son and says, why should we hire you? Does he look at you and say, hey dad, why should they hire me? And let's say this does work and they get a job. Are you going to work in their cubicle with them for the rest of their life? I feel uniquely qualified to speak on this topic. I am a parent and I have taught thousands of college students how to interview for internships and jobs after graduation. And this is the thing that the parents are getting wrong. In order to teach someone how to interview, you have to empower them. You have to let them go. You have to let them make mistakes. They're going to be vulnerable. They're going to fall flat on their face. Yep. They're not going to get the jobs, but that's yep. how you learn. You're not doing anyone any favors. In fact, this strategy is backfiring. This article goes on to say that hiring managers and corporations are now preferring older candidates because younger candidates are so unprepared and have wild expectations about salary. This is a result yep. of a dysfunctional society and a dysfunctional university system. Yep. I don't blame these students. I blame the parents. I, I agree. I agree 100% with this because, you know, we calling them soft. But here's the thing about Gen Z being soft is that they don't know they're soft. They don't have any awareness. They don't realize it. Why? Helicopter parents, Gen X. Gen X are the worst parents ever to exist. Gen X. 
So uh, you got millennial parents that are older millennials that are in their 40s, helicopter parents. Um, you have the, the the Gen Xers were the ones and the young boomers, but it really was the Gen Xers that brought in that participation trophy shit. Unfortunately, I have to throw Gen X under the bus. Um, and the boomers were the ones that had the latchkey kids. The, the parents that were away were the boomers. They were like, raise yourself. Let your older siblings raise you. Gen, uh, boomers were gone. Gen X came in and overcompensated and said, I'm going to be there, especially the men. Because the women were like, you need to be here and you need to change diapers and you need to carry the car seat. You need to carry the diaper bag. You need to carry the baby. You need to push the stroller. So Gen X went above and beyond to overcompensate with absentee parents. Since Gen X raised most of these Gen Zers, with the exception to the rule, younger, older millennials, older millennials that are in their 40s and whatnot, they, they could have kids that are approaching 16 to 17, okay, if they got young. So the reality is, as much as we want to come down and crash on Gen Z's soft party as zooted parade, it's been the Gen X parents, and not only that, it's been these pseudoscientists, psychologists, therapists, and these professors, these weak-ass fat teachers who are morons more than likely, who know nothing, that have coddled and protected these kids at all costs, do not want to see them fail. He said Gen X women. Okay, I'll give you that. It's always good to blame a woman, right? Because they were the ones primarily raised these kids. And if you encount the divorce, if you encount the divorce, yeah. But especially the men. If you look at it, these kids have been coddled and protected and uh, psyoped, misled, disenfranchised, and shit like that. It's been the Gen X parents that overcompensated for their baby boomer and silent generation parents who were absentee going about their lives, letting you guys set the house on fire, letting you guys, you know, rob, rob the corner stove, letting you guys eat lead paint, <laughs> right? Letting you guys drink out of water, uh, the water fountain, the little, uh, what do they call it? The green water hose, letting you guys bonk your head, basically some, the survival of the fittest, letting you guys ride bikes without helmets, Letting you guys stay out at the time, you know, all day long. Letting you guys get kidnapped where you're on the side of a carton of milk. Letting you guys go to the candy lady and get get, get your first dick suck, duck sick. <laughs> all right. Letting you guys sniff glue and freaking rubber cement. Letting you guys eat crayons and boogers. <laughs> <laughs> The Gen X parents, I mean, the Gen Xers, that's what we, that's what we grew up doing. Letting us get bullied and beat up by the local gangs wearing Kango hats. <laughs> All right. Yes. Letting us then come into the world with our first influences being Tupac and Kurt Cobain. Both of them dead by 25. Ring the bell. Jesus. Staying at home all day. Getting girls pregnant, right? Getting our first piece of peace leave at 12. 
and all we wanted to do was zoom, a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Raised by Sesame Street ass ninjas, Gen X. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Anyway, playing tackle football on the ground, boxing, wrestling on the grass. Anyway, that was us. That's how we grew up. So we were like, we're never going to. And then gent boomer parents never bought us shit. They never stopped at McDonald's. They tortured us when we grew up in the back of a station wagon with no seatbelt, no car seat, no nothing. Our parents used to drive by 12 McDonald's, Chuck E. Cheese, and Burger King and never stop. Mm. Not one time. The one time, maybe the one time in a year our parents stopped at McDonald's. We thought it was a trip. We was like, yay! We thought it was crazy. We wanted to jump in there with the balls with all the, the disease on it. We wanted to get in the Hamburglar jail. We was like, yo! And we eating at McDonald's, we like, god damn. We eating in Pizza Hut, and they got the little centipede. We playing centipede. We like, we had Pizza Hut. We had Pizza Hut. It was a party, having a party. <laughs> we was happy to be at Pizza Hut. We at Pizza Hut. They brought the glasses, the red cup with the damn Pepsi in it. Woo! Mm. Having a party. Ninja, once a year, once a fucking year. Y'all ninjas now, Gen Z grew up on McDonald's. They eat McDonald's five days a week. They think pizza is like, uh, what is pizza? Pizza was like, we having pizza. <laughs> right? They eat pizza every day. Mm, fucking tombstone pizza. It's felt like, it's like, oh, pizza again. Pizza again. They eat so much McDonald's and pizza, they grew up on it. That's the only thing they fucking eat. <laughs> right? Anyway, they grew up super spoiled because Gen X parents, I never want you to go without Timothy. I never want you to go out without Caden. I never want you to go without Anderson. First names be Anderson out here. Anderson, that's a last name, first name, ass ninjas. I never want you to go out Cavante, Glocktavius. <laughs> All these fat ass kids. All right, and they running around here, and they're getting the blame. They're getting the blame. So listen, I'm going to tell you all, Gen Z, it's not your fault. You don't know you're soft, but you some soft ass ninjas. Y'all soft as hell. And it's your parents' fault. It's your punk-ass parents. It's your puss-ass parents. It's Gen X's fault. We overcompensated for our baby boomer parents that didn't care for us. All right? And put us at risk of death every day. They did. They let us, they let us, uh, they let us sit, in, sit in front of the oven. <laughs> right? They let us sit in front of the oven to use as a heater. They let us do all kind of despicable shit. Ninja, we done went to sleep with the oven on as heat. Yep, the boomers did that shit. Ninja could have killed the whole family. <laughs> All right. You know what I mean? They didn't give a fuck. No seatbelts, no nothing. No car seat. Ninja, we used to ride in the back of trucks. Hey, everybody get in. Ride in the back of the truck. They didn't give a fuck. They used to put dogs in the back of trucks. Y'all don't even realize. We was all we was close to death on a daily basis. They was trying to kill us. They was trying to kill us on the freeway in the back of a truck. Hey, we got to get, we got to get where we going, kids. All right. But anyway, <laughs> the reality is we survived. We survived. Ninja, we was survived gunshots. We survived getting beat up. We got bullied every day. We got bullied every day. My parents never showed up. 
My parents never showed up to school to tell the school that my kids, kids was getting bullied. We had 45 minute bus rides back and forth from school where you got talked shit on the whole ride. Mm. Where it was your day. Cause one of these days you laughing and sniggling you in the back, somebody getting cracked on, they bagging on you. They doing the dozens on you, whatever y'all call it. They just talking shit on you. The whole bus ride. (laughs) You sniggling. We had serial killers, but you sniggling. Somebody just getting roasted from Ninja. All right. From the feet up, from the feet up, they getting roasted and you in the back (laughs) until, until it was your day. And you wasn't ready for it. You was lackadaisical in your swag and you got on the bus and your socks elasticity was not hitting. You didn't, you missed the lotion. You forgot to brush your teeth. You forgot to brush your hair that morning. It happens. And you stepped on the bus and you didn't expect what was about to happen to you. Then you got on the fucking bus and everybody got on the bus sleepy, but they looked over at your socks. They looked over at your, t- they could smell your morning breath. They looked over and it's like, <laughs> they could smell your pissy ass pants. You didn't piss the bed in the morning, but you forgot to get in the shower. Somebody smelled pissy. And your ass got roasted by everybody on the bus. And they, <laughs> all day, all day at school, all day. Back on the bus ride home. And <laughs> you were, <laughs> they was on your neck. The bus driver didn't help you. They didn't write a report for the school. They just <laughs> your mama wasn't waiting at the bus stop. Your mama didn't drive you to school. You got roasted the whole fucking trip. It made you at home, had you at home looking at yourself. You couldn't claim depression. You couldn't say you was going to delete yourself. You couldn't go to no therapist. You couldn't go to the principal. You couldn't even go to your parents. You the whole day. (laughs) You like. (laughs) Your sister. Hey, uh, what's wrong with you? You looking. (laughs) Ninja got roasted. You went to bed like Stewie. You went to bed like Stewie. You was like, tomorrow, I'm going to be fresh. You get up early in the morning, ironing your socks. You tighten up the elasticity. You get in your shoes. You got your toothbrush. Scrubbing all the dirt. You ain't going to get me today. You scrubbing the dirt on your damn shoes. You got your khakis creased. You got your corduroys creased. Ironed out nothing. Ninja, you didn't put your hairline. You didn't got your hairline. You brush your teeth. You brush the back of your teeth. You wash your face. You put lotion on, baby oil. Ninja came. You done put you done put Vaseline on your elbows, Ninja. Vaseline on your elbows. You got your knees. You was like, they ain't going to get me today, Ninja. <laughs> mm. They ain't going to get me. <laughs> yep, you brushed your hair. Ninja was in there. You put your wave cap on. You had your waves. You was like, they ain't fucking with me today. Start your shit. You had your you had the white line. You got your new t-shirts out with the white line in the middle. Mm. 
<laughs> you ain't getting my motherfucking ass today. All right. You ain't catching me slipping. Because I'm going to knock your ass out. Yo. Man, that's how they used to do it, man. But y'all ninjas got y'all mamas drive you to school. Drive you up. Come out. Come out before the bell rings. Because y'all soft. But it made you step up. It made you step up. You'd have got in your ears. You'd have got the Q-tips. Man, you were like, they ain't going to catch me today, bro. You ain't going to catch me off guard. Mm. <laughs> here we go right here. Yep, got your starter jacket on. Bitch, I ain't poor. I ain't eat bologna sandwiches. But that made you come back stronger. It made you aware. Okay, shit, if I get caught slipping, I guess that was my fault. As they caught. I got caught lacking. All right, but they done roasted my ass. They done roasted my ass up and down, bro. They ain't getting me today. But uh, anyway, that's why Gen Z is down bad because you guys are protected and coddled, right? And you don't get the hard things. Uh, you know, your parents don't want you to fail. Your parents remember getting roasted. They remember getting bullied. Yeah. Bullying tightens your shit up. You probably deserved it. You probably deserved it, but it tightens you up. You come back tightened up. You're like, okay, if I don't, I don't want this shit every day. Mama, I need a haircut. <laughs> right? I need a haircut. I need this. You know what I mean? You got your fucking, you got your fucking, uh, you know, you had the uh, fake polo shirt, but it was a tiger. You had your fake polo shirt, but it was a tiger. But the, the sew came out and your tiger was leaning off like this. Yeah. The Tigra. You had the Latigra shirt and your tiger was jumping off the shirt. You was like, mama, I need, uh, I need some iron on patches. I need to, can you sew my tiger on? It's like, look at your tiger jumping off your shirt. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> Yo, but uh, you deserve that shit. But here we got here, these coddling ass, punk ass parents of today coming to the job interview with their kids, with college graduates and shit. <laughs> right, college graduates. This is wild as hell, man. And you listen, helicopter parents show up in the workplace. I to talk about what's happening with showing up in the workplace to interviews or inviting ourselves to be a part of the application process. I help college students and recent grads land the job they deserve. And I am also the parent of a recent college grad and a college student, so I get it. Are you helping in the job search process or are you hindering and holding them back? Here's how you know if maybe you're taking it a step too far. Can I tell y'all a secret of suburban parents? Suburban, suburban parents be doing their kids' projects. All right, and these are not just white parents. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. But su suburban parents, the moms, the stay-at-home moms are doing, essentially doing the bulk of their kids' science projects, the bulk of their kids' homeworks. And, you know, um, people are going to call this they're cheating the system. But I'm going to tell you, if you didn't learn anything from the college entrance exam scam, that. It's big stakes for these parents and their reputations. So these parents are heavily invested in their kids' performance in school. They want them to be in AP classes. They want them and uh, they want them to be getting good grades because they know what that means long term. But a lot of these parents are doing the homework. Like they're sitting there, they're giving the answers, they're completing. Some of them are watching them, overlording them and making sure, you know what I mean, erase that shit. And by the way, I had parents that did that as well. Uh, but of course, the working parents, the working parents weren't able to do this and they just hope the kid did it and then show up at parent conference like, why am I kid failing? Well, the suburban kids 
Their parents are on top of their ass. They're on top of their ass. All right, show me all your homework. Give me, give me your log. And you have to wonder, is that soft parenting or not? I, I think that's actually good parenting. Ninja. Oh, by the way, this is a significant advantage. This is the advantage that a lot of people don't realize is going to separate yourself from the rich and the poor or from the middle, upper middle class to the middle class to lower middle class. All right, when you talk about what these parents are doing, uh, when women are saying, oh, the kids can raise themselves in the daycare and, and um, you know, men can raise the kids while I go out and work and earn, you're, you're kneecapping your pick. You're kneecapping your kids. People don't realize you're fucking kneecapping them. Now, can your kid become an exception to the rule and sneak out and eke out and become great? Could. Again, it's possible but not probable. The advantage of a parent that is at home with the kid is going to give your kid the leg up. Okay, and they're, they're going to helicopter them and sometimes make weak-ass kids, especially the boys. But yes, that, that is a tremendous advantage. And they're going to tutoring programs in the fucking kindergarten, first grade. They're going to Kumon, first grade, second grade. And if you don't think that's an advantage, that's a huge advantage to somebody that is not going and that is in daycare all day. So people will say these things, well, that's trash and private schools aren't better than public school. For a kid to spend their first five years in daycare and then these kids are in the first five years going to Kumon or tutoring or shit like that, it's a tremendous tremendous advantage and that separates the entitled from the non uh, that separates the people that are able to get a launch pad in life and not that is tremendous in fact do we have time y'all listening today we got 1700 on the free agent lifestyle channel how many we got here we got 850 on the notorious channel a cumulative total of well over 2.5k so we're up with the numbers there um the advantage of the parents here, we're going to pull it back on the parents, the helicopter and ass parents though. I always play this video here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, let's see here. See if I can pull it up. This is a great video. Inequalities, uh, hey, the social inequalities. I'm going to play this video. I, I love to play this video. Uh, well, it's not there. All right. That's my feet picture collection. That's my feet picture collection, but we do have a parenting crisis, meaning that, let me see here. Let's see if I can pull it up. Oh, damn. I got too much feed pictures coming up here. Why they ain't let me show it? Oh, maybe because there's no video on it. Okay, there it is right there. Line up. Line up. Everybody line up. We're about to race. Everybody line up. Shoulder to shoulder. Take off your backpacks. Basketball. Line up. We're about to race. Hey, we are we are racing for a $100 bill. The winner of this race... We'll take this. A hundred dollar bill. Before I say go, I'm gonna make a couple statements. If those statements apply to you, I want you to take two steps forward. If those statements don't apply to you, I want you to stay right where you're at. Take two steps forward if both of your parents are still married. All right, I got to pause it. Take two steps forward if both of your parents are still married. This is a family privilege. This is an advantage. This is an advantage. And somebody said a good point, but the kids are still stupid when the parents help. And that's true, but that doesn't mean that they don't get a leg up in life, job placement, and, and school placement and stuff like that. They still get a leg up. And they're going to be ahead of you by years. Leaps and bounds. Take 
two steps forward if you grew up with a father figure in the home. Uh, oh, hey. no, oh, no. Glocktavius, Devante, DeAndre, Keandre. Okay, we have two-parent household and a father in the house. I mean, I think both of them are almost similar. But um, but I guess if you take those separately, that gives you an advantage. But uh, the ninjas are still in the back. The ninjas is in the back. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. Let's look. Even the mulatos, even the bi biracial kids are in the back. Two steps forward if you had access to a private education. Take two steps forward if you had access to a free tutor growing up. All right, and so as you can see here, the disparities tends to be very, very quickly. All right, and this is when I said earlier, um, you're giving your kids a tremendous advantage up front. When you have feminism and you have women saying men can raise kids and you have two-parent uh, two incomes that are putting the kid back in the daycare and you're not putting the kid as a priority, you're going to see this disparity over life. You're going to see it over life. And um, this is not even arguable. It's not that you... Because people will say, well, you could do and you could do. And what we do in our society is we say you could do it. Just because you could do it doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean you're going to get the same outcome as the people who didn't do it. Right? You said you, a man could raise the kids and, a, and, and you could have two incomes. Well, you could. Doesn't mean you should. And then when you see disparities, then you say, well, it should work the same if I do it the opposite way. This is what people do when they argue disparities. They literally say, well, I did it this way. It should work this way. Bitch, you knew the rules. <laughs> you knew the rules. This is how it should work. If you do it this way, this is where the disparities are going to be seen. Early in life. Early in life. Take two steps forward if you never had to worry about your cell phone being shut off. Oh, man. Oh, no. This is just, I'm telling you. Oh, I'm telling you, man. And there we go right there. Just look at this. I mean, we got five or six things that this guy has chosen to highlight, which the majority of them are issues that people embrace, struggle. You know, they want men to be down bad. Men that are being successful, successful people are going to feel guilt because you don't have access to success. So, therefore, the people should turn over their success to you and give you my house and my car keys and my shoes. All right, but of course, your parents made decisions for you that have hampered you, a.k.a. kneecapped you. They kneecapped you. Again, we got to blame parents, not just the soft-ass kids. Okay, you got to overcome so much obstacles. By the time you hit 18, you got to hit the ground running, which a lot of people get discouraged. They get discouraged. If you came up as a single parent, I mean, a single mother household, you basically were kneecapped to the, almost the greatest ability. Let's continue. Take two steps forward if you never had to help mom or dad with the bills. There you go. Another one. Uh, that's a big one, by guys. Take two steps forward. If, and, guys, this is not just a white-black issue either because you do have small-town country folk that, that are in this situation too and white folks in the city. doesn't matter the race, really. But there are pointing the camera at the black men, which black men are completely disabled in this country. And it's not just the institutional racism. It's, it, it comes back to the, the welfare program that people volunteer for, but that's neither here nor there. And he's angry. Can you see the anger? But in this situation here, if you never had to be responsible for income in your house, you got to go get a job. You got to quit the football team and go to work. You know, Latinos, Latinas have this big problem. Latinas have this huge problem. When they're young, they're like, bitch, you got to either go get married, have a baby, go, go to work. You can't be on a dance team, girl. You need to go bag groceries. You need to go get a job. You need to come work at McDonald's. 
So it does happen to a lot of poor people as well. Take two steps forward if it wasn't because of your athletic ability, you don't have to pay for college. Take two steps forward if you never wondered where your next meal was going to come from. Yeah. And as they're showing here, as they're showing, this is probably a private affluent school, uh, college. And this is probably like Pepperdine, Loyola Marymount. This isn't like a public school. This is probably like University of Portland. <laughs> this is probably a private school where the majority of the African-Americans that they show in this video are, are athletes. Okay. And these are kids are in the upper crust. So you're mixing both of these cultures. And here you go. Let's turn around and see what happens here. I want you guys up here in the front just to turn around and look. Every statement I've made has nothing to do with anything any of you have done. Has nothing to do with decisions you've made. Everything I've said has nothing to do with what you've done. We all know these people up here have a better opportunity to win this hundred dollars. Does that mean these people back here can't race? No. We would be foolish to not realize we've been given more opportunity. We don't want to recognize that we've been given a head start. And they did have a white kid back here. And this dude right here, where's the white kid? They did have a white kid, white chocolate right here. You seen them? That we've been There's white chocolate. Oh, I missed him. Where's white chocolate? That we've There's white. Oh, I fucking missed him again. <laughs> Hold up for a second. Where's white chocolate? Oh, damn. I missed it again. All right. Anyway, white chocolate's back there with the cold jumper. You know, you got a cold ass jumper. Where's the, oh, wait. Hold up. What happened? What happened to my browser? Did I delete it? It's gone. Just like that. All right, anyway, trying to do too much. Now I got to pull up the browser. Hold on for a second. <laughs> I completely lost all of my browser. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need that browser. Let me pull it back up. I don't know where it went. I deleted it. All right, anyway, that, that goes to show, just trying to make something larger. <laughs> all right, anyway, I don't even know where it went. So I'm going to have to pull it up. All right, so uh, anyway, I guess that means it's time to go on to another subject matter. That's crazy. All right, hold on for a second. Uh, yeah, all right, so yeah, this is going to be crazy. All right, so anyway, time to go on to another subject. That's perfect timing. All right, but uh, anyway, they, they proceeded to guilt the, the students that had advanced, unfortunately, and that was the message of the video. You guys had privilege, and these people didn't. Doesn't mean they're worse. Doesn't mean you're better, and so forth and so on. All right, so that's basically what happened in the video. And the rest of my show is going to be interesting because I need those band. I need those, uh, I need some, uh, I don't know what happened. Did I trash it on accident? I basically just minimized the damn thing and it's gone. All right, so, but I'll find it. Or I'll figure out the rest of the show. Let's get back on. Let's get to the super chats. Appreciate y'all. I had some good stuff. But uh, it, it's uh, it, this right here. There it is right there. A lot of people don't realize that. You guys are setting your, when your kids are the most important. Remember uh, when the guy was like, who's the prize? I said the kids. Because you set your kids off on the path of struggle. And too many people want to embrace struggle. Too many people want to see people not be successful and come back to struggle. And then you're making a bad error in judgment. And then you come out and then you put your kids in this situation. It's sad. Somebody said, control Z, bring the tab back. All right, hold up for a second. Let me see if I can hit it. Don't babysit it. Nope. <laughs> All right, that was, oh, okay. I already did something. 
But I could probably go in here and see what happened. But I have these tabs in a certain way. Hmm. I might be able to bring it back, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Super Chats. The Tense Man says, this ninja done, done the pookie, Derek Jackson, and what? Come on, man. Don't make me read that. And he said, and women will fall for it. All right. Anyway, shout out to you, man. Don't make me read that slang. Ezekiel says, I got roasted for wearing shorts twice in one week. Oh, yeah. You wear some clothes twice in one week. Oh, you done. Back in the day. Back in the day when I was young. I do have the things in the history log, so I'll be able to pull it up. The, I'll be able to pull it up. No government name says, Coach, them young dudes giving advice are like most women I know. They don't speak from their own life experience. They just repeat things that they've heard from their aunts and their mammies. From their aunts and their mammies. You're absolutely right. And again, he had no basis of uh, argument there. He just tried to bring up some shit. Shout out to, what are we doing here? Let's see here. Teron McAdams says, we can still save this unhusband coach. And yes, we got time to save a lot of men. But a lot of men got to get hit hard on the head. All right, a lot of, get, a lot of get men got to get hard on the head. Recently closed. All right, I do have a recently closed here. Recently closed. I'm going to put here. Reopen all windows from last session. Where is it? Come on, pop up. Oh, damn, it went to the wrong browser. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get, let me get to this browser. I'm gonna get to the I'm gonna get to the Chrome. History. All right, feet pictures. All right, I got it right here. Feet pictures. <laughs> Show full history. All right, I got it, man. I got them up right here. They ready to go. I got them up. I got them up. They ready to go. All right, we got them up. All right, I got them all up. We ready to go. All right, uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, we got it. Okay, I got them all programmed. We ready to go. We ready to go. You saw it live. <laughs> I got too many feed pictures in my history, though. Shout out to Jay. Oh, by the way, shout out to Jay Cool says they destroyed masculinity and they complain about there being a masculinity shortage. Action. He says, please let me introduce you to consequences. We're going to talk about we have a five year, a five year uh, anniversary of something that happened. And I'm going to announce it. Shout out to Brown310 says, shout out to the real Gorditas out here. The real ones. Yes, indeed. The real Gordita. Shout out to JC says he watched the Woman King one time and lost his cotton picking mind. Indeed. Elvin is in the building. Thank you, sir, for your wisdom and knowledge. You're absolutely right. We have to accept the fact that we are free from these 304s and they belong to us. Everyone, shout out to the ladies in these streets. I know I've reached the after pill stage because I don't give a F anymore. I'm just focused on the free agent lifestyle. God bless you, coach. Yep. Covey Killer says study was done. Ninjas can't hear the high pitch. <laughs> really? Ninjas are used to the high pitch beat. YouTube says no parents at the interview because I'm no y'all, Bob. All right, maybe your parents should get on it. I'm not sure. JC says, Coach, I remember sewing tigers and gators on my shirt. If a ninja asked to see the inside tag, you either took uh, took a trashing or got Audi, Audi 5000 for a week. Yeah, man. Indeed. 
No government name. Although I only have 50-50 custody, I provide a vast majority of the support for my child. I pay for extracurricular clothes and supplies. The half of the year my daughter spends with me includes discipline, guidance, and stability. All this and still I'm on the hook to pay full child support as of I'm a deadbeat. He says, give the elder barge ninja the buzzer. He's lost. And we told you about these double dipping ass scamming ass women on child support. They're, they're, they're criminals with this stuff. But again, it's a part of our system. We just have to educate men about the system. Indeed. Uh, no government name says this ninja coach bringing up old childhood memories. LOL. Just a quick story. I moved from the country to the city when I was young. And the first day I stepped foot on the bus, I had on some overalls. Needless to say. Pookie Ray Ray and Glocktavius was on my neck for a week straight. To this day, he says, till this, I still see some of them, and they always remind me of that day. Oh, they're going to remind you. Then just be remembering. Then just be remembering when they roasted the shit out of you, by the way. You know, these things built up character when you get roasted. I don't think, you know, uh, I think men are fragile today. Shout out to Julius says, control slip, shift, and T. All right, y'all ninjas going to make me eat eat the whole damn program, huh? Here. Let me see here. Nope. Nope. I've already done too many things, but I do have them back up. I do have them back up. Uh, let's see here. I got a whole nother browser that came up. This is definitely my feet picture collection. All right, I got to pull that down. I don't want y'all to see that. I don't want y'all to see that at all. All right, but uh, yeah, man, we grew up in a time where I think you know, good, honest criticism and joking did strengthen you in a multitude of ways, in a variety of ways. And we're not fragile, meaning that we don't, we're not going to shoot up the school per se. And uh, yeah, um, sometimes you bully the wrong person for way too long. I can agree to that. You know, you just be on their neck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what I mean? Just a good, strong, because here, here's the funny thing about it. Most people won't tell you that you're doing something wrong. And have you ever been in a situation? Like you're out in public. You got a boogie in your nose. You got a boogie attached to a hair in your nose. Your whole friendship circle looking at the boogie. Your whole friends, because they want to be nice and not make you feel bad, looking at that boogie hanging at the end of your nose. Now you don't know it. You might feel it. And they might watch you like get it. They might be like, and I get it. And then you go, and then you don't get the boogie. And they looking at you like, damn, well, I don't want to say nothing because you're being nice, right? And then somebody comes up and roasts the shit out of you because you got that boogie. And then you look at your friends, your family. Y'all just didn't let me know I had the boogie. And proceeded to let you get roasted. And then they're going to call the person who roasted you mean. Meanwhile, you being too polite and being a friend didn't help, did it? Now your nickname is Boogie Nose or Boogie. The whole school year, they calling you Boogie. Hey, Boogie, because that's all they know you by, a complete stranger. And that's all he going to remember. You had that Boogie, a green one, hanging from your nose. And they calling you Boogie the whole year. You like, shit. And you looking at your friends like the reason I'm getting bullied is because you didn't tell me the truth. See, you were being too polite. You didn't want to roast me. You don't want to make me feel bad. Sometimes you learn by feeling bad. You get hit over the head. 
And you're like, oh, can you please stop calling me Boogie? Not your nickname, Boogie Cousins, for the whole, and not because you like to dance. Your name is L Boogie. <laughs> right? Yes, right? <laughs> Kevin G. Your name is the Boogie Monster. Here come the Boogie Monster. Oh, and if you ain't got no Boogie, you must have cleaned your nose today. You see what I mean? So the disrespect allowed you, the, the, the truth allowed you to make correction. Now, every morning, you got your mirror. You looking at the mirror. Do I got a boogie in my nose? Every time you see them, you be like. <laughs> but your friends who didn't want to bully you, who didn't want to make you feel bad, left your ass out here hanging. See, sometimes it's the bully. Sometimes it's the bully that's going to give you that straight lace, uncut, freaking raw. And that's how you're going to learn <laughs> your entire neighborhood. All right, let's talk about Ty- Ty- Tyrese. Tyrese is down bad, y'all. Speaking of down bad, brother Tyrese, we got to hit you with this information here, brother. You down bad. You down bad. All right, let me see if I can share the tab. Tyrese, I mean this with all, in, with all due respect. Man, you down fucking bad, bro. You out here looking like a whole goofball. And we can't stand it no more. Uh, apparently, he has something to say on Super Bowl Sunday. You know, he going through a court hearing and all kind of shit over here. Wait. All right. Um, and he got caught simping. He gets caught simping all the time in 4K. He's been on record trying to date a woman, a light-skinned, weird-faced woman. Well, her face ain't that weird, but. And she continued to drag this ninja in court and jump on YouTube and steal Manosphere content, but that's neither here nor there. You also had him shaving Punani Live on Instagram. Yes, you had him shaving Punani. This guy prides himself. He's kind of like raised by old Bama-ass boomers. He's a Bama. He's a Bama, claiming for the beef in California, but his parents, grandparents are Bamas. All right, and he got the Bama mindset, you know, straight niggatry. And he prides himself on being good with women and making love to women. I make good love and all this shit, and I really am. You know, stuff that ends up getting you in trouble. Well, then he got, he hops from one relationship to the next, and he always grinning and cheesing as to say, as to say, my value depends on me having a woman. This is straight codependency, and a lot of you guys have it. You got to cure yourself of it. You're not supposed to be around women and catering to them like you're a fucking butler and buying them shit to make yourself feel good and paying the bills. I pay all the bills, and they never have to pay. These, these Bama-ass niggertree-ass ninjas, out of control. And if he cannot be alone. <laughs> can't be alone all right he said poor pure ninja bullet clear he ain't got one drop he, he a poor pure bama all right but here he is right here with this racially ambiguous woman she looks black and asian black and east pretty woman but this is his next fallback and it didn't work out apparently during the super bowl he had the nerve to jump on the internet again and highlight another one of his failures with women we all fail but this ninja think he's supposed to succeed because he got money and he got status and name and proceed. I'm supposed to succeed with women. What's wrong? And he says, my Super, Bowl, my Super Bowl plans are effed. Power outage in my neighborhood. So I'm going at him. Thank you for letting us know. We needed to know that. And he says, and me and Zelly just broke up over some dumb ish. Mm. I don't know anything about Zelly. I don't know anything about Zelly. So I'm not just going to make any... I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to make some assumptions. I'm going to judge her. But before I judge her, hear this. He says, remember this. 
She demanded that I cancel my album because there were too many songs about my ex on there. F does that even mean? Okay, so here we go. What that mean? Let me let me just let me just say this. And I and I mean this with all my heart. You guys got to stop bringing women up from the trenches when you get up. I'm sorry. Bama ass ninjas, listen up. I don't know what this is, this race loyalty shit and all of this stuff. When you get up, stop bringing women up from the trenches with their pure stupidity, ignorance, and lack of training. I know you want to bring a sister up and elevate them, but this is not – you can find you a sister that is pedigree. You can find you a pedigree, but stop bringing strags and slags and skags up expecting them to behave. They're not going to. I even say this for trailer park trash, so it's not just a race issue. Stop bringing trailer park trash and slags and skags and skanks up when you get up. Stop. Stop doing it because they're going to do stupid shit. And, and again, men, you're not supposed to be hanging out with women all the time because that's how you get in arguments. All right. So here he is. Here he is talking about, well, she don't want me to cut an album, which is going to make money because they have more. Um, they have songs that she doesn't like. Man, bitch, if you don't understand your role, you don't understand your role. Acknowledge me. Get out. Right. Get out. Bitch, I'm making money. You didn't tell me how to make money. I've been making money like this before you existed. You didn't tell me what to do, what type of album I'm going to cut. I'm actually parlaying this uh, experience into money. I'm, I'm monetizing this. But you in your feelings. Because she's untrained. But he believes that he's supposed to reach down and bring a sister up. Well, every time you do that, Ninja, guess what? You get burned. Have you not found this out? You get burned. I have a no strag policy. I have a no baddie policy. I don't need them women in my life. If I do, I'll rent them and I'll get a hotel suite where them bitches don't know where I live at. And I'll have fun with them. But you can't turn hoes into housewives. And I don't know anything about her as an individual. I'm just saying this is typically who he selects. This is typically who she selects. And this woman don't barely have a job. Her job is Tyrese. And then he's trying to, she trying to tell him what to do. He the manager of Tyrese. And then you got to tell me y'all broke over, over dumb-ish. Ninja, are you in Watts? Are you in Watts? You're not in Watts anymore. You don't break up over dumb shit when you with a pedigree. <laughs> we broke up over some dumb shit. This ninja is straight up Mark. He a Mark, and he makes himself a Mark every time. And then not only is he a Mark, he posts himself up like a straight up Mark. I mean, just... This is getting wild. Yep, Jonathan, and by the way, this doesn't have nothing to do with race because Jonathan Major is right here. He tried to take a piece of trailer park trash and turn her into Coretta Scott King. Ninja, send it. <laughs> it don't matter the race. Ninja, she trailer park trash. She trailer park trash. Leave her down there, right there on the other side of the tracks. Pedigree. Pedigree, class. It means something. You know what I mean? It means something. And yes, yeah, she ain't going to be a baddie. She ain't going to be extra thick, but she going to know what to do. In fact, Rick Ross got in this situation recently. 
But these codependent ass niggas always bragging, guys. Listen, man, uh, you know, women do provide a little bit of validation for you when you get to a certain point. But you got to be able to grow past this. This is outrageous. Rick Ross, did you guys see Rick Ross? Yeah, men are the romantics. Rick Ross apparently on Super Bowl Sunday got served up a plate of slop by his girlfriend. Let me see if I can pull it up. (laughs) Let me see if I can pull it up. Shit is wild. Rick Ross. Hamburger helper. <laughs> okay. Let me see. Uh, there's a, let me see here. Here it is right here. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, there's Rick Ross. You know the boss. And uh, he's recently been able to accumulate a lot of wealth over time in his music career and doing some other things. And he's at a prestigious point where he can spend and enjoy his money without having to cut albums. But this is Super Bowl Sunday. I'm supposing he asked for some hamburger helper and his new girlfriend. I show you who she is. I'm going to show you who she is in a minute. I've talked about them, but she's making hamburger helper for this ninja. What time it is, baby? Super Bowl Sunday. Hamburger helper ready? Hamburger helper. Cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese. Try it, baby. Try it. Cheddar. Cheddar. Oh, okay. All right, got the. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's hot. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. No, she the first person in history to ever fuck up hamburger help. No, no. Dang. Oh. We couldn't even get that away. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, all right. So they're enjoying the game. Let's show, let's show his girlfriend, Rick Ross's girlfriend. Now, this is where, this is, this is men, bro. Men, men, we got to do better, bro. We got to do better. We got to put these, we got to put pressure on these hoes. We got to put pressure on them. Y'all not applying pressure out here. So this is Rick Ross's girlfriend. I think her name is Christina Mackey. And this could have been a skit. I have no idea. But um, there she is there. She's kind of like a slim, you know, slim thick. I don't know what you would call her. Model. Model chick, pass around. I think she has a baby by another person that's in the industry where she's a single mother. Short hair, pixie cut, attractive. And this ninja done paid for her teeth recently. He, she, he got her a new set of teeth. Look, she can't even close her mouth out here. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. He done bought her this and was been tricking on her and all this stuff. Hey, if you tr- it ain't tricking if you got it. Bought her jewelry. You saw the diamond bracelet. You saw the tennis bracelet after she gave him that. And recently he was uh, showing that he was eating $80, $80 grapes. So I think this is might have been a post related to that. They're probably saying $80 grapes and everybody hated on him. And then they're trying to show that he's one of the real ones, which is one of these cases where men that are successful have to show that they are down here with everybody else. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. But guys, this woman's a rental. She's a nice woman and all. Shout out to her. But this woman doesn't have any training. She's not pedigree. She's just a piece of ass. I hate to say this. That's what she is. <laughs> right? And if that was the best she was going to do, she messed up. She messed up. Uh, she messed up. Uh, not mac and cheese. Hamburger helper. Hamburger helper. Bruh, they out here telling you what you're supposed to do as a man. And you out here, one of the wealthiest men in the, in the United States. He's in the top 1% of wealth. And you out here getting hamburger 
helper for the Super Bowl. A piece of shit plate, a hamburger helper at that. Super Bowl Sunday. Yikes. Yikes. Why? Nah, nah, nah. Look at the tennis bracelet. You can see the tennis bracelet here in the, uh, in, in the, in, in the clip here. Nah, man. You ain't gonna hand me no cotton picking slop like that, bro. Nah, I, uh. No, I don't care how cute you look. This is where you have to start saying, it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter how you look. If I want a night with this woman, what's the price? <laughs> what's the fucking price? Because it's going to be way cheaper than getting hamburger helper slop. Slop presented to me by this woman because she's attractive. Hell no. Somebody says she's a pet. She a pet, but she ain't pedigree. Yeah, 5K tennis bracelet, and I'm getting slop served to me. There ain't no way. Again, this is a conversation about what do you bring to the table. What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? And what I got to do? You got to do this, and you got to do that, and you got to have 100K, and you got to have 300K, and you got to take me on trips. You got to buy me bags. You got to buy me tennis bracelets. And you're feeding me this pig swine slop. There ain't no way that I deserve this. No way. But these Bamas, <laughs> these Bamas, you can't help them because in their world, success is, key, is getting the woman. And you bring a low class, class means everything. You bring a low class, untrained, uncouth, unclean woman up and then expect her to act right. Expect her to act right. This is it's garbage. It's garbage mindset. And this is why ninjas that get to the top oftentimes get bankrupted by these women. You know how, many, how much money these men have made for themselves and generated for the economy, for music and movies? You know how much money they've made? It would be obscene. It's enough to save the community in total, just those two individuals. But then you count the amount of millionaires that have been made over a 50-year period through athletics and music. Many of these men lost it all, mostly to untrained, unclean women. Yeah. They went to try to rescue a stray, and they didn't get pedigree. They got a pet. 100%. Embarrassing, man. Gentlemen, shit is embarrassing. We got main event coming up. Hmm. Why am I missing a thing here? I'm missing a, let me see here. Okay. I am missing a, a tab here. So I'm going to have to type it in live. I'll do it live. And you're going to see how slow it types in when I press all caps. Uh, let's see here. Women masculinity. Shortage. Yeah. For some reason, let me see. Did it type in there? That's all I see is a W on my screen. But we'll chill out, relax, max, and relax as this catches up. Sometimes it takes a minute or two to get programmed here. It's a glitch in the software. If I type in lower caps, it goes right in. For some reason, I can't see it on the screen. Uh, nope. Yep. Yeah, oh, I didn't froze up my whole screen. I'm frozen. <laughs> all right. I don't see nothing. I'm frozen. Let it go. Yeah, I'm gone. What are we doing? Can you see me? I can't even see myself. <laughs> All right. I think I'm frozen on your side. I don't know if I'm frozen on my side. 
I might have to restart the whole programming. I might lose the whole stream doing this. All right, let's see here. Dating is dead. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can't tell. My screen is definitely frozen on my side. Can <laughs> you see me? You see me? Okay, I can't see me moving. My whole screen is frozen. What are we doing here? New, 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 new world order. All right, anyway. I can't see a damn thing. All right, I lose my tab. I got this going on. All right, I can see myself moving now. It ain't doing nothing. All right, there we go right there. Okay, there it is right there. Boy, I tell you, man, live TV. Live TV, it don't even fit, but we're going to make it fit. All right, here we go right here. All right, we're going to make it fit. Live television, women and the masculinity shortage. I want to highlight something for you, gentlemen. It has been five years, almost to the date. Has any other content creator talked about this? Five years to the date of this commercial that set the world on fire. I'm going to play it. This is Gillette talking about toxic masculinity. I actually did a video on this back in the day. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, it's on another tab. Let's play the video here about toxic masculinity. Bullying. The Me Too movement against sexual harassment. Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say making the same old excuses boys will be boys boys will be boys boys will be boys but something finally changed allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment and there will be no going back because we we believe in the best in men men need to hold other men accountable smile sweetie come on to say the right thing, to act the right way. Bro, not cool, not cool. Some already are. But some is not enough. So how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. Here we go right here. So it only it it's only by challenging ourselves to do more that we can get closer to our best. All right, the men of today. So these men are the young boys that are now Gen Z teenagers, Gen Z adults, five years. So let's say these eight, they're now, well, uh, back then, let's say they were nine and 10. They're now 15 and 16. All right, we can do better. We can program our men better. And as you guys know, people boycott a Gillette. I still boycott Gillette today. These are the tippy-toe ass, I don't know what to identify as, 20% of Gen Z, 20% of Gen Z that are what? Taking their mother to their job interview, still living at home, still failure to launch, still going nowhere, misguided and undecided. And that was Gillette tossing a grenade on the men with this toxic masculinity idea. Okay, and who and where did it come from? I did a video on this years, years and back. Uh, these were the producers of it, which toxic masculinity came from the reading rainbow culture, if you don't know. 
It came from the reading rainbow uh, culture. And these two women were the producers of this. Scott Torpedo, director Kim Garrick, and uh, who else? Sally Campbell, two feminists. Woke, go, go, get woke, go woke, go broke. They were the ones that produced this ad. Slandering men, all right, and telling them that masculinity is toxic. Now, then you had the people say, well, it's not all masculinity is toxic. It's just the toxic masculinity is toxic. So they want to pick and choose the benefits, this more cherry-picking idea. Well, you can be masculine, but just don't be toxic. Or no, that, we want this part of masculinity, but not that part. And they proceeded to bankrupt themselves, all right, just like Bud Light really torpedoed themselves, and now Bud Light came back and paid a whole bunch of money during the Super Bowl to uh, run ads uh, to try to recover after they went woke. Now hear this. Now hear this. Here's a woman here that says, there's a masculinity shortage in men. I wonder why. Because a man 17, he looks at this. He, the school tells him he's toxic. And then now he's 22. And dating. Now they're getting the, the consequences of their actions to try to say, oh, all this, all this masculinity stuff is now. They cherry pick. They try to decide. And now they're like getting the results. It's in dating. It's in marriage. It's in the workforce. It's in life. Then the masculine men have pulled out. And they're like, well, where, where are you guys going? What happened? Where did all the men Here go? Here we go. We have a woman that says, a horse mouth woman at that, but she says there's a masculinity shortage in Los Angeles. How's that not a surprise? It's Los Angeles. There is a masculinity shortage. If you don't believe me, check this out. Talking to a guy on a dating app, he told me that he's looking for a serious relationship. I said, me too. And he asked me, what do you look for in a serious relationship? And I said, I'm attracted to masculinity. I'm trying to be as vague as possible because too many times in LA, I've been too specific and the guys just pretend to be that. And it's just a waste of your time. How do you think this man responded to me saying that I'm attracted to masculinity? He says, I don't know where I rank on the masculine scale. What? Masculinity is just are just the qualities or attributes associated with men. Synonyms are maleness, manliness. The opposite is femininity. So to have a grown man question whether or not if he's even masculine shows you the state of how men are thinking in 2024. And I know some of you are going to read this. That he says, I also think it's up for interpretation on what qualities are masculine. That's true. But you're the man. The masculine thing is for you to know what masculinity is. Really? really? I, I, was, I swore y'all were telling men what masculinity is not too long ago, five years ago. Y'all got short memories. And aspire to be that, ever your interpretation is. No, wait a minute. I, you guys were literally clearly telling men what's masculinity and what's toxic and what's not. What you wanted to not see and what. Now you're saying it's up to my interpretation. Well, if that's the case, I'm unapologetically toxic. I'm unapologetically masculine. And as a result, I lead, you follow. Oh, no, you don't want them. Don't lead like that. You're too mean. And by the way, masculinity doesn't mean mean. It means just being unapologetically you and telling people to uh, take a flying leap if they don't like it. All right, but here it is. You're the man. You're deciding. This is why I tell you, stop listening to women. They don't know what they want, and it's your job to tell them what they're going to get. That's it. And if they don't like it, tell them to kick rocks and go cry. Uh, it's okay. All right, but you guys are placating the women all the time, and they're just confusing you. Really, they want to be feminine, submissive, and dominated. That's what they want to be. They want to be told what to do. They want to be led right by the nostrils. The minute they start telling you opposites, don't fall for it. Doesn't mean be rude and mean and tell them you don't deserve shit. It doesn't mean that. But they want to be women. 
at the end of the day. Even dominant feminists want to be women. They want to find a guy that they can be female to. Instead, he's basically telling me, like, well, I don't know if I'm masculine. I guess masculinity is different depending on who you're talking to. What do you think it is? I tell him what attributes I associate with masculinity. This is a 38-year-old man. What is in the water? Yeah, is well, a It's Los Angeles, first of all. They got a lot of tippy toes out there. They got a lot of, uh, what did they call them back in the day? They called them, um, oh, I can't remember, where they would dress up like masculine, but they'd be super liberal. Hipster. They got a lot of hipsters out there and do-gooders and progressives and weak-ass men. I mean, you can't tell them about Even wealthy men, suburban men, them ninjas be beta as a mother sucker, beta male. All right, you got a lot of beta males and a lot of wealthy beta males, and these guys are fucking beta. All right, even with, with money. Twinkle toes and tippy toes, and even if they ain't duke shooters and pooter intruders, they still be looking like beta males. And you can get caught up in that shit. A lot of them. So uh, this is where the women are saying there's a shortage of masculine men. Well, let me play this clip here. Let me play this clip. It's one of the clips that I lost, but we'll get them back. Uh, here we go. Right. Chia. See if I can. There is nothing. All right. I'm going to drop it over on the other browser just so as I don't lose it. But a lot of you guys grew up in atmospheres like this. There is nothing, uh, I oh. think, uh, more unfortunate <laughs> popping up. than to have a soft. It won't pause. All right, there we go. Here it is right here. So here it is. Chubby, fat-looking children who go to uh, watch uh, their school play basketball every Saturday and regard that as their week's exercise. I hope that all of you will join and everybody in the United States to make sure that our children participate fully in a vigorous and adventurous life which is possible for them in this very rich country of ours. There is nothing, uh, I think, uh, more unfortunate than to have uh, soft, chubby, fat-looking children who go to uh, watch uh, their school play basketball every Saturday and regard that as their week's exercise. I hope that all of you will join and everybody in the United States to make sure that our children participate fully in a vigorous and adventurous life which is possible for them in this very rich country. Now, um, who is that speaking? Anybody know who that speaking is? Anybody know who's speaking? I won't even tell you. All right. Uh, this is apparently a La Sierra high school, La Sierra system, which is in the Pasadena area of Southern California. And they're adopted uh, by 4,000 schools across the United States at highest level. You have to do 34 push-ups, 52 bar dips, 50 handstand push-ups forget it and roll a mile 515 and swim two miles forget it forget it um yeah uh we've lost the way we lost our way trying to really number one placate for women all right because they cannot lift up to these standards then they, then they placated to men who cannot live up to those standards but that's president john fitzgerald kennedy and um he was one of the presidents and ronald reagan would be another one who really took fitness and getting young men to be the best they can be physically and knowing how that would affect their mentality. The reason why a lot of Gen Z years are running around here depressed, look at your belly, look at your midsection, look at your Dunlap disease. The reason why is you're not physically fit. You're not masculine. You're actually not using your best testosterone. But they also were war presidents, wartime presidents, especially Reagan, which means in effect, 
He wanted men to be able to be capable of going into that next transition of being good soldiers. Okay, and then ultra competitive man in this thing. Now, this would be considered toxic masculinity. Toxic. Because, oh, you're being competitive and you're being successful and you're being, they would call it, uh, the young people used to call this, uh, you're a try hard. You're a try hard and you're trying too hard. And having muscle doesn't mean, yeah, it doesn't mean. However, the mentality of men is this. And somebody said this the other day on, on locals. He said, when you teach a man a skill, you teach a man a skill, all right, you're basically, and I'm going to paraphrase it, you're basically preventing that man, that young man, to go from being in poverty. You teach a man a skill, you're preventing that young man from being impoverished. You teach a woman a skill, you're preventing her from being a prostitute. Same thing with the physicality. Physicality and mentality go hand in hand. Are there some crazy people that are fitness addicts? Yeah, and there's a lot of bro scientists, and there's a lot of brothers out here that got muscles for no specific, specific use. The muscles don't do shit. They just got muscles. Yeah, that's a, that's a sign of a safe society. But really, functionality, being able to do stuff, basically take those things and transition it into something, and then come out of it actually being the success, it actually leads to more success. But here we go here. Uh, we got a lot of people that are absorbed into sloth, gluttony, non-success. And by the way, your parents helped you with this. Your parents helped you with this, meaning that, oh, you don't have to do that. Oh, you got asthma. It started off with asthma. Oh, he has asthma. That's where it started off. And then they just couldn't run. Well, why you got asthma? Let's find out why everybody got asthma and couldn't do the lap under 15 minutes. I mean, five minutes and 15 seconds. Why you couldn't run a mile under six minutes and 16. Then it was 730. Then it was a mile and a half under 1220. I mean, then it just started going crazy. But I think fitness is where we are at. And fitness is really level one of getting your mentality right. I don't want to hear shit. Well, I don't care, man. You know, I'm not trying to get fit because the girls want to see my muscles. It ain't really about it. It's not really about it. It's not really about it. It's about maintaining your best self, living into the as long as you can, as healthy as you possibly can. That's why I'm on the dope fiends so hard. Pause. That's why I'm on the dope fiends because you're not going to want to work out after you smoking. <laughs> right? You're not going to want to do it. But today we don't have a reason to be as fit and healthy. We don't. Because you're safe and stable. You, nobody's going to come get you. But these migrants are coming across the border. They'll come get you. You're going to have a reason to come in here and get healthy in a minute. But this is the toxic masculinity. Why is there a shortage? Because a lot of the parents, women in general, trying to lower the standards to compete. It's unfair. We can't do pull-ups. Okay, go do some squats. Go do some squats. Women can do very well at the squat machine. They have very good lower body strength. Comparatively to men, in fact, if you look at data, um, at the average woman squats very closely to the average male. I mean, it's pretty close if you look at it, if you took it. Okay, now, it's not, it's not all of them, but yes, they can do very well with squats and shit like that in deadlifts. Now, when you're talking about high-level competition, it's not even close. But upper body strength, women can't even compete, and that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. So just, just think about that. There's advantages and disadvantages. Go hit the squat rack then. Shut, shut your mouth. 
But if you can't do these pull-ups, you can't live up to it. <laughs> All right? But their legs, man, they got great legs. That's why they always showing them off. If you realize women are always showing off their legs, men are always showing up their arms, right? Short sleeves for men. Okay? Legs, short shorts, and short skirts for women. Uh, but, um, you know, they got big booties and shit like that that can carry a lot of weight. That's what they're good at. <laughs> but now they got all of that curdle up fat that y'all ninjas like to, uh, that congealed fat on the side of their hips that y'all ninjas like to grab at. I don't know why y'all like it, but you know, I don't know. I guess it's arousing. But toxic masculinity right now is that that women are more masculine than men. And the reason why is that people applaud women being masculine. And they shout down men being masculine. Right? A woman's hyper competitive. A woman's a go-getter. You go, girl. A man does it. Even the niggas is out here telling you to not do it. Don't do that. You doing too much. You going too hard, coach. You think you better than me. What, you my master? Yeah, even the men fall for it. It's a sad thing. Let me see here if I can pull this up. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to pull it up and see if I was going to share it. But yes, uh, guys do have this idea that they need to shoot down masculine men. Any 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 guy that steps up in the leader, you will find that they will have a lot of female interest. Because what do women want in the end of the day? They want to be led, provided for. They want to be talked. They, they want to be. They want to be led. They want to be provided for. They want to be taken care of. At the end of it, even women that make more money, they're like, I still want to be. Now, I'm not saying you should design your life around it, but just listen to what's happening here. You're being tricked into not being everything you should be by this woke agenda in these liberal pansy-ass keyboard warrior tech guys that are basically bullying guys that are hyper-masculine and saying these men should not be at the top of the food chain. For the first time in history, for the first time in history, Dominant men are not at the top of the food chain, for better or for worse. And this is recent history. I'm talking about not even 30 years ago. 30 years ago, you could not be a keyboard warrior, a tech guy, and dominate the entire masculine landscape. You don't realize how barbaric the 1950s and the 60s were. In fact, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. You could not run a country without being dominant, either physically or building up a force of physical men. And that is basically something that is new to our society. Like, if you think about the people that took charge, this is before television cameras and shit like that. To be the president in the United States, you almost had to be from the military for, for hundreds of years, for hundreds of years, and maybe a lawyer. Now, today, it's a lawyer. You're a lawyer, and lawyers are part of the problem, too. Today, you just have to go to law school. and you go to law school or your pedigree, you had a father that was a president, you're in. But back in the day, you had to be like a general. A military person. Okay, but Abraham Lincoln was a lawyer. I believe he was a lawyer. Then going into the 1900s, it was a mix of 
of of of uh, military and lawyers. Now it's only lawyers. None of these motherfuckers have really ever done anything, <laughs> right? But you had to be a general. Okay, you're a general. You won the war. You're a president. That's basically how you used to do. You get to lead, or you had to serve. If if you didn't serve, they basically was like, you can't be president. Bill Clinton was supposedly a draft dodger, and then that opened up the way for you to say you didn't have to serve. I don't think Barack Obama served. Um, George W. Bush served, but relative. And um, I don't know if Joe Biden did at all. All right, but these are some of the things there. Now, let's take it back to foreign countries. Mussolini. <laughs> these people were literally dominant masculine men to for better or for worse. And you could take over a country by basically being you and then having some sort of military might, having some foot soldiers, and you take over. You could take over a region just like that. Today, it's not so much. Like, it, and these men would get together on some bully shit. <laughs> like, Ninja, don't come around here. And then they would get together on some bully shit and say, don't come over here. Don't come over here. We draw the lines. Today, it's the tech. Today, you can't take over a country like that. You couldn't take over a world. You couldn't do nothing. And so today you see that who's the top of the food chain? Elon Musk, the rich techies, Mark Zuckerberg. They run the world. They, they have the best input. They could, they could pull the plug right now and cause havoc. They can decide what messages get crossed. Who says what? Who's shadow banned? You had the YouTube CEO, female, right? So these people can decide, push buttons and pull plugs and change algorithms and, and change the whole cotton picking. <laughs> right. That, that's how, that's how things have changed. That's a new thing. Now that men could say, Hey, I don't have to be tough. Look, look, I could just be at the top and just revenge of the nerds. Yank the plug. You know what I mean? Psyops you do this and do that propaganda and completely take over the world. So now it's money. It doesn't have anything to be to do with masculinity. It's about the dollar and, and propaganda and about spending the message. That's the change. That's, that's brand new. This is a brand new mindset. So then people don't pursue. Well, I don't need that. I can just learn this computer and learn this tech, and I'm good. But again, what we're seeing is a lot of still weak men prevailing, and then when they get to the top, they can't really execute. They really don't know what it is. They, really don't, have, they don't really have the wherewithal to be able to overcome that. And what did they do? They start doing MMA. They start doing the very thing that says, I need security. They start building bunkers. They start hiring foot soldiers. They start grappling. They start doing the thing that really mattered once they got to that point because they were like, wow. And they started doing what? Embracing their body, working out. Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk. They started working out. They started wanting to do combat. They started wanting to do combat at the end of the day because they realized how important that was. So the masculinity shortage, I blame, I blame. Number one, feminism has to get the blame because this idea makes men less competitive. I'm ultra competitive. I don't compete in something that I'm not good at. And that's basically, that's a smart thing. Now, I also don't think you need to be brute, brutal or brute in order to be masculine. So this whole thing that you got to have muscles and, a beard and a ball head and smoke cigars and drive fast cars and bang whores. I don't think that makes you masculine. So I think that's a lot of fake alphaism, which I'm against. 
because that just promotes a facade. Some of these people are have a facade. Maybe they look a little more masculine than they, than they are, and people think they're masculine, and maybe they're not. But what I want people to understand is, you know, uh, for the most part, not one guy's going to run the whole world, but you can run your house. You can run your community. You can run your kids. You can run the women in your life. But the, those things are byproducts of your success. They're, yeah, Jeff Bezos got swole. You see these guys end up getting swole, right? But you're a byproduct. So women, cars, cigars, all of this shit, testosterone, gray hair, muscles, these are all byproducts of your pursuit to masculinity and success. Unfortunately, we let those things dictate if we feel successful. We let women dictate if we feel successful. We let, and this is the first time in history we've done this. We let our money dictate, oh, I got more money than you, so therefore I'm better than you as a man. I got more knowledge and skill behind this computer. I'm better than you, right? These things are not, weren't not the measure. At some particular point, you had to come in and show and prove. I got faster cars. I'm better than you. No. That's not what makes you better. That was not what makes you masculine. All right, most of y'all right now could not get behind a power saw without chopping off a finger. Most of you guys could not do anything related to any tools right now. Most of you guys cannot work with your hands right now. Most of you have no identified skill right now other than mouthpiece. Most of you guys don't know how to cut a steak right now off the fucking bone. Many of you guys don't know how to cook, which is not a feminine trait. It's a masculine trait. Cooking is masculine. It's not feminine. Warming shit up is, is feminine. Like baking shit is feminine. <laughs> Most of y'all couldn't make chicken. You couldn't do shit. Bitches can't make hamburger helper. You couldn't do shit without a microwave right now. Let me play this video. It was a video that I lost, but I'm going to try to find the damn thing. Find this video. All right, here we go. Ninja couldn't gut a fish right now. You can't gut a fish. You can't even catch a goddamn fish right now. And gut the mother sucker. And fillet the bitch with the scales off and fry the bitch up. You couldn't do it. These are all the skills that makes men who makes men men. These are the things that makes men men. Yeah, it does. Because even the Bible says. You give a man a fish, he eats for the day. You teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. <laughs> All right, let me see if I can find this video. Even the Bible says that. Yeah, that don't masculine. That certainly is masculine. All right, because you can feed your whole family if you knew how to drop a line and yank that mother sucker. All right, don't let me throw my back out. Don't let me throw my back out. But ninjas can get behind this keyboard and, and, and pop shit. You know, we live in a different time. We live in a different time. All right, let me see if I can find this video. Damn, I done lost the damn thing. All right, uh, anyway, let me go through my history real quick because this is an important video. Very important video. Uh, that's Chrome. I don't want Chrome. Yeah, I do want Chrome. I do want Chrome. I might not be able to find the damn thing. Here we go. Show full history. Okay, feet pictures. I do see some feet pictures up on that mother sucker. All right, I was looking at feet pictures. All right, let me see here. Okay, we got how to fire catfish. Oh, yeah, I didn't close the whole bunch of tabs. 
Oh, I won't be able to find it. I'll find it for the next show. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it for the next show. Anyway, let me get to the last part. Yeah, women are toxic. Women are toxic. Let's talk about this. Women being toxic. We talk about toxic masculinity, five-year five year anniversary. Oh, by the way, um, your parents, your parents were involved in your lack of masculinity. Because, you know, our parents pursued education as a priority, which, you know, for better or for worse, I understand. Where's it at? I got too many things. I got too many things. This show is crazy right here. Where's my assistant at? What am I doing here? I don't know what the hell. Okay. <laughs> this show is crazy. Uh, but anyway, your parents pursued education as the way to distinguish yourself. And so we pursued education. Uh, uh, the United Negro League, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Education was supposed to get us out of the pay gap, out of the racial pay gap, the gender pay gap. It was supposed to be the thing you cannot take away. As a result, we did less physical education. We did less music, right? They took away the instruments, especially in the inner city schools, a.k.a. the black schools. One of the things they took away was the music programs, which allowed black students, particularly black men, to be able to learn instruments at a high rate, something that people perceive might they have a natural affinity towards. And ninja, ninjas also, you know, are very innovative. Black men, I'll say, are very, not ninjas. Black men are very innovative. So they'll find a way to make instruments out of something. They'll get some cans. They'll get any damn thing. DJs, they'll hook up turntables and then play the break. They'll find a way to make some music. But taking away music from the inner cities was critical. Taking away physical education or minimizing it was critical to the masculine development. It basically catered to the educated and the tech. And these somewhat academics, these nerds, academics, bird-chested nerd academics, all right? It's their fault trying to make everybody an academic. They took away the home economics, right? Home economics was a place you used to go to and um, used to learn cooking, measuring, sewing, and they had mostly women initially, but then when I took home economics in the seventh and eighth grade, it was men. They had a combination of men and women in the class. So you learn how to sew and sew on a button and measure stuff and bake and turn on the oven. And you learn shit like that and learn how to get groceries, shit that you really needed. But instead, they wanted to get everybody in accelerated math and learn how to do all of this common core. And they want to make everybody seated, which advantage the women seated and learn all day long these goofy ass academics i took wood shop in high school and auto shop we had to drain oil we had to change oil we had to change a tire um a variety of things that were even advanced they had a whole sheet of things that i didn't get through that you had to do in order to even learn your cars so these were all a we did mechanical drawing which is basically early architecture early architecture and they also de-emphasize art which i'm not a big artist all right but i do know there that there's some people that are artists that they could thrive in these things so you had all of these things metal shop these things that can people can learn with their hands and they can develop some skills and thrive instead of feeling bad that they're not an academic 
All right. Oh, you got an F in math. Okay, man, I'm not good at math, but maybe I'm good at this. Or maybe I'm taking and learning math faster in mechanical drawing as opposed to learning these formulas. Yeah, drafting, mechanical drawing, same, similarly. So these allow people to not just frame themselves as far as getting A's and B's in English and English lit. I don't care about English lit. And that can put you on a path of trade, hands, physical but then now we have okay you don't you're not good in school you're not smart you don't have a degree so you're worthless and even the women have bought into it why because the women actually benefit from this structure of learning where you're seated and you're just doing academic subjects left and right now we're making women think hey you could do just as good as the men and now the women are like we're just as good as the men we make more money and i sit at this desk all day with a big fat stomach eating bonbons and mcdonald's all day and drinking green juice thinking i'm doing shit and really, we've lost the art of hand skills, tools. And you know what? Guess who's coming over and doing it? Migrants. The migrants are going to come over there with these skills. They're going to know how to sew. They're going to know how to fucking put a button on a shirt. Because you can't do one, nigga. You got to take it to the cleaners. Can you put a button on a shirt? $25 later. Your wife can't even put a button on a shirt. And if you ask her to put a button on the shirt, she's going to be offended. I have a degree. Shut up. <laughs> I don't care about your degree. Put a button on the shirt. So the value only is in producing technology-wise, sitting behind a desk in a cubicle. Well, what about the men? Now, the women are saying the men are less valuable if they can work with their hands and they got grease on their hands and they... They're less valuable if they ain't in a, in a, in a white-collar job. They're less valuable if they're out here. In the video I was going to show you was a bunch of a Lat Latino men who were making five figures doing some very, very aggressive work. I think I lost the video. But they all make six figures. I meant six figures. All right? And, but these men are held as lowlifes and useless and, uh, and Neanderthal and dirty and dangerous. You see what happened with men? Now men look at it and women, okay, women only want me to be in academia. So I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a job. And I'm going to get a job behind a desk. And I'm going to try to get to C-suite in the corner office so I can impress these hoes. You know? That's where we went left. Because that shit was all did not advantage women. And it, and it didn't advantage weak men. And actually, you know, for better or for worse, the men who did these classes, they probably played football and dangerous sports. And yeah, they probably bullied the nerds, to be honest with you. The nerds get the nerds got bullied. The bookworms got bullied. Uh, you just a bookworm. So revenge of the nerds. Revenge of the nerds. Revenge of the academia. So now they're taking it out on you that you're a grease monkey. They're taking it out on you that you're a Neanderthal. They're taking it out on you because you're un uneducated. You're perceived as uneducated. But I guarantee you, I can hire some people to come in here and work with their hands. And more likely than not, they're going to measure and use math that I don't even understand. And they're going to do it just like that. You ever get some guys to work on your house? They come in here and they got to lay some fucking, um, they got to cut out your ceiling. And they got to lay some sheetrock. And they got to do all this shit and hang up a painting. They come in there with a measuring tape. They got their pencil, and they be like, all right, a quarter here, two and a quarter there. 
three and a quarter there, four and a quarter there, and they post your TV up, they know more math than you on the spot. And they be accurate as a mother sucker, precision. All in their head calculating. Ninja, you can't get on the math without calculator. They don't calculate a damn thing. <laughs> but the, here's the thing about it. So the nerves have taken over, but there needs to be uh there needs to be a moment, even in the dating world, there needs to be a moment where this shit comes back. We need to we need to we need to bring that shit back. Bring that shit back to where we don't belittle men for being masculine, but consider losers. <laughs> he said they do a Chinese arithmetic. On, on, and this ninja can't barely speak English. Ninja be talking in broken English, looking at you doing trigonometry with a measuring tape. Did you looking at this ninja like <laughs> cutting out your drywall, like clap, clap, bringing in some shit, measuring that shit up. And he in and out in two hours, in an hour and a half. You looking at this ninja like, damn, right? Hector know his shit for real. <laughs> All under the table, but this is where we're going with it. Uh, let's talk about this. Women being toxic, and then we'll do the super chats. I got some videos for you. Where it's going. Holes are winning, right? As they say. There it is. We got this young woman up here. She got something to say. If you decided to not be my boyfriend, I'm going to tell you why you messed up. Because I'm an S worker. Um, I'm going to go in 17 days and travel for the next six weeks. I'm going to go to Hawaii, to Australia, and to Indonesia. And you could have had an all expense paid trip. And all you would have had to do is hold a steady camera. Does that sound nice? Does that sound nice? Because... Anyways, if anyone wants to fall in love in the next 17 days, that's my offer. <laughs> please, 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 universe, someone, please. I'm begging you. I want to be in love so badly. I don't want to have to find a travel boyfriend that's not fun. I want to travel with my boyfriend. Yeah, so. If you like girls like me, if you just like me, please. If you decided to not. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, again, you think about the Gen Z men here. All right. The Gen Z young boys. These are the women who are kind of, you know, she says she's a sex worker. I think she has an OnlyFans. All he had to do was come hold the camera. Maybe watch her get throttled by a sugar daddy while she was on the trip. Hey, come on, man. I'm ready to fall in love. I don't know what she's going to do. She's selling the other men. And this is where men her age are trying to achieve. Some men are. Some men are overlooking this. Some men might find her valuable. Some men might marry this woman. And the hard part about it is sex workers are not to be married. They're not. They're to be enjoyed. But she's trying to play both worlds. This is called the spectrum. Sadly enough, I think that is super toxic. And these young people are coming around with this toxic stuff. We got another toxic woman. Uh, three things I expect on a first date. These are three things I expect on a first date. Number one, they need to open every single door for me. I am allergic to handles. I can't touch them. Number two, they need to pay. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. It could even just be a coffee. But if we are on a date, I am not paying. That is your job as a man. And before you say, what do I do in return? What do I do to deserve that treatment? I'm spending two hours of my time to look good for this man. So he is not embarrassed. Oh, and number three, I expect him to not try to kiss me. We're still strangers at that point, and I just think it's rude to try and kiss someone when you still don't even know their last name. 
These are All right. Um. Yeah, man. Send it, bruh. You know, it, this is the word. This is one of the reasons why I think you know my content will still be valuable for the next twenty five years. It's because Gen Z women are becoming adults. They're trying to date. They're confused. Gen Z men are trying to. It's this shit gonna keep going on and on. And at the rate we're going, we're you know I'm a I'm gonna be the last of a dying breed. Uh, because you know even my generation of men are not that hyper masculine. But I'm gonna seem like a Neanderthal in twenty five years. And some men are still going to be searching for answers with these women, but it's not getting better anytime soon. Not for the majority, not for the masses and not in general, uh, because these people are born in a world where men don't don't do nothing but cater to women. In her world, men go out and earn money to go give to them. For nothing in return. For nothing in return, no exclusivity, no, no, um, no, what is it called? No possibilities of sex, nothing. Just be a man. Do as you're told, open the door and pay. And then at the very least, understand my value is it's going to take me two hours to look like this. Like this is the best you're going to get. Two hours. It takes her going to take her two hours to pay her face up like Sting. I mean, that's what we're getting back. And don't kiss me with these uh, blubber lips. Don't kiss me with these blubber lips. Don't expect that. Not even a kiss. Don't expect nothing back. But I expect you to do all these things, you goofy ass ninjas. There are three things I expect on a first date. Number one, they need to open every single door. For yeah, I mean, listen, this isn't an expectation. This is, um, this is grace. Like, if you carry yourself as a lady, you're going to get treated like this. And dudes that do this are not simps. But if you messing with a hoe, a bitch... Or a 304, you're not getting the door open. So if he said, I expect you to do it, you certainly aren't going to get it. Yeah, you got to handle yourself with a level of grace and not be out here being a 304. 304s don't get doors ho uh, held open. And by the way, she's wearing the 304 uniform. I mean, it is what it is. She just doesn't realize it. She doesn't realize it. She's just following popular culture. I am allergic to handles. I can't touch them. Number two, they need to pay. Doesn't just pay. Pay for what? It doesn't have to be anything expensive. It could even just be a coffee. Okay. I mean, listen, this is not a problem. It's not an expectation, though. It's not a problem if you're acting right. You're not out here selecting Chad. Fontavious, Quantavious, Enrique, Chad Light, Tyrone, and they fucking for free. Yeah, you're not going to get a guy that's going to be willing to pay. But, you know, this is a young woman, too, so... I would say she's 22 years old and men her age don't have the means to pay. Especially if there's no exclusivity back, right? That's the biggest caveat of these expectations. Am, are we exclusive? She's going to probably say no. You don't own me. You don't do this. Okay, why am I paying? I only pay things I rent or buy for. All right. Or I only pay for things that I rent or buy. That's it. Am I renting you or buying you? I don't pay for stuff just out of, just just to pay. I don't pay for experiments or none of that shit. But if we are on a date, I am not paying. That is your job as a man. No, it's not. That is not true. <laughs> See, this is this is the entitlement. This is toxic. That is your job. Okay, what's your job? What's your job? Yeah, that brother's Wait. starving. <laughs> 
Do you have a job? Okay, she's going to tell us what her job is. Okay, here we go. And before you say, what do I do in return? What do I do to deserve that treatment? Yeah. I'm spending two hours of my time to look good for this man. That's what you did. That's what you did. Okay, you didn't go out and get fucked for free the last night. You didn't go get drunk. You didn't go get smutted and slutted out. You don't have an OnlyFans. You out here advertising on Instagram. That's what you did. You got ready for my date. Thank you. Okay, I could just rent a prostitute. I can rent an escort. And yes, I'll pay. But saying it's my job to pay, your job is to look cute. Well, let me just say this. You're mid. You're mid. So what's the problem there? Can I, can I pay for a better version of you? I'll pay for a better version of you. So he is not embarrassed to be seen with me out in public. She probably is embarrassing. And number three, I expect him to not try to kiss me. <laughs> yeah, that's very toxic. All right, we got another toxic woman, and she has a headdress on. Okay. This woman's uh she is a Muslim, but she's probably a New Jersey Muslim. Shout out to Newark in Trenton, New Jersey. One of these New Jersey Muslim, Mrs. Shabazz X. Remember Triple X Shabazz? All right, here we go right here. New Jer- Shout out to everybody in Newark, New Jersey. You know what I'm talking about. Shout out to everybody in Trenton, New Jersey. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all didn't just be out here on your Muslim shit. They call them, they used to call them Muslims. Them black Muslims. All right, here. I think she missed the lesson, though. Yo, one of your sisters got loose and got a little feminism on her. So I just left Juma. That's like our church. And I am just so disappointed. When I was listening to our uh, preacher, our imam, talking about our Muslim men, apparently you all have lost your minds, too. Why is it so triggering for a man to hear a woman say that she wants you to take care of her completely? No, she don't want to help you pay no bills. Yes, you do have to have your ish together and be able to have a lifestyle for her. Why does that trigger you when God himself ordained it? What is the issue? But you don't want no independent woman, but you want me to go half. House, wait, how I'm going to respect you and pay the bills? Help me out, y'all. Just make it make sense so I can understand. Oh man, shout out to Philly. Don't they got Muslims there too? <laughs> All right, they got the black Muslims. All right, um, what is her problem? She's triggered. No, she's not triggered. She says men are triggered. Okay, they don't want no strong and independent woman, but they don't want a woman. Let me let me see here. She 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 hit a point here. I'm gonna So tell I just left Juma. That's like our church, and I am just so disappointed. Do they allow this in the Muslims to get on Instagram and trash their men? Well, I don't know. I mean, this, this is something that I would not, I haven't seen much of this. I think they're, you're going astray, uh, sister. When I was listening to our uh, preacher, our imam, talking about our Muslim men, apparently you all have lost your minds oh. too. Mm. Yeah, I don't think this is very, uh, I don't think this is very Muslim of you. Why is it so triggering for a man to hear a woman say that she wants you to take care of her completely uh, completely oh okay so yes i mean some men are triggered by this but you got to understand why i mean again you're just giving us the symptom you're not giving us the problem what is the problem well women are independent women are capable we've been told guys listen listen we've been told that men are i mean women are fully capable of doing everything a man can do we've been told that women are fully capable of being smart and supportive self-sufficient We've been told that women don't need men. 
even in your church, if you will, women don't have to sit up there at the top. They can sit down here in the middle of the congregation. We've been told that there's sexism and all of this stuff. Now, at the same time, that progressive mindset is leading the group of men that are under 30, merely under 35, to realize we're equal. Men are equal. This, is, this has been going on since the 80s. You're, we're equal. Now, men have been taking that very literally because men are somewhat black and white. Because we hear equal and we say, well, you're equally capable. You're equally capable of making money. You're equal, equally capable of supporting yourself. You can do bad all by yourself, as a matter of fact. And there's no pride in men. There's no pride in men taking care of a woman. Because you don't have to look very far. Men that have taken care of women have gotten stabbed in the back. Now, these are the disingenuous arguments that we refuse to keep having. Men that have taken on the role to take care of women have got stabbed in the back. They've got mistreated, finessed, laughed at, taken to the system, taken to the cleaners, left homeless, and dropped. Show me the amount of men that are out here taking care of women long term that haven't got stabbed in the back at this particular point. They're few and far between. You just take a look. Some of these women are laughing. They're claiming the finesse. That's the short term. Some of these women that have been married not even eight years. Some women less than three years taking man to the cleaners. Some of these women coming in with history, riding the carousel, get married, taking them to cleaners. So where is the history of where are the men that you're saying that are taking care of women and where are they at in the hierarchy where they ain't getting trash, talked about, finessed, divorced, kids taking, where are they at? Where are those men at? That ain't getting played and laughed at. Where are those men at? Now they exist, but they quiet. Where are those men? No, she don't want to help you pay no bills. Yes, you do have to have your itch together and be able to have a lifestyle for her. Why does that trigger you when God himself ordained it? Okay, God ordained a whole bunch of stuff, and I think you're violating a lot of them. I don't want to turn this back onto you, but you possibly are in violation of the God doctrine itself here on out if you claimed any of this femininity and, I mean, this, this equality. I'm sure God had nothing to do with equality. All right, I'm sure of that. Okay, and do you have any other kids? I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit going on here. Are you a new Muslim? I have no idea. You violated a bunch of God's principles, but that's that I can't even talk about. I just think you even doing this violates your religious principles. I might be wrong. Haram, right? I might be wrong. But you're asking why men are getting triggered by this, but you're dealing with the generation of men that have allowed women to be able to do this without getting their head chopped off and stoned. But that's neither here or there. Aren't you happy about that? That's what you wanted, right? You're no longer property. You're no longer the responsibility of a man. You no longer have to wait for sex. You no longer get persecuted for being a whore. You no longer have to say you can say you're a single mother and marry. You can come out here and get on the internet and say what you want to say without getting stoned. <laughs> You got some benefits. Now, the thing you lose is the likelihood of you getting supported by the man is slim to none. You wanted the pay gap field. You wanted opportunities, and you got it. But now you want men to still be up here bellying up to the bar because they're a man. 
Stop. Today, that's dead. That's dead. He can choose to do it, but so can you. You can take care of a man. You can take care of a man because we're equal. It's funny how equality works. What is the issue? But you don't want no independent woman, but you want me to go half. Are you independent? The answer is probably no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Let me take that back. Are you non-independent? Like, are you dependent on a man? Like, this, when he gets you, you're under his full order and protection. Remember, ownership and just implies responsible for. So, when he's responsible for you, a.k.a. paying you in full as you're wanting, what does he get back in return? Are you going to go back off to another job? Well, that doesn't benefit him. I mean, this economy, you have to do it, but you guys are trapped into that. That's what you chose. That's new. So he's not getting anything back other than you getting the bills paid. You don't have to think about it. This is not an entitlement or a requirement. This is something that he's choosing to do. If you're not chosen for this, there's either you either have a problem or you're in the wrong area to select. That's it. House way. How I'm going to respect you and pay the bills. There you go. So there it boils down. So there goes the feminine. There's the female coming out. So now we don't have equality anymore. There's the contradiction. So now because you're a woman, if you pay for a man, you can't respect them. Well, mm. funny how that works. Funny how that works. But I'm supposed to respect you and pay for you. Why? Why? This is wild, bro. Why do you think that? Not in this society that doesn't apply. And then I'm supposed to pay for you and respect you and then watch you walk off with all of my money at any time you want and go off to work and tell me I can't tell you shit. I can't own you. I don't tell you nothing. I can't tell you what to wear. I can't tell you what to do. What are we doing? What does he get? There's no benefit. Women being toxic. Continuing here. We got a bunch of them. Oh, we got another one here. Take a look at, take a look at this woman right here. Catherine, I caught you once again cheating on me. All I want is my clothes and I will leave. May I please have my clothing items so I can get the hell out of the house? I asked you to leave anyway. I am leaving. Can I please have my clothes? You can come back later. No, I'm not coming back. Well, then you can call my clothes are right there. All I need is the things in the dryer. That's it. And I'm out of here. Can you please move out of the way so I can get my clothes and I will leave? You can call the cops. So that you can be with Michael. You can call the cops. I don't want to call the cops. I just want my clothes and I will leave. May I please have my clothes? No. Why? Why can't you just go be with him? Why do you have to string me along and pretend like you don't like the guy? After the shit that I just read. Let me tell you what happened. He got, she got caught cheating. She got caught cheating. Now, this is typically what any, any woman is capable of this. So he, he, he read her phone. He probably found a text message or an email. She got caught cheating. He said, okay, I'm out of here. Now, this is what she does. Guys, almost every woman is capable of this. This is the child with breast stuff that I talk about. This is the danger. This is the danger that you are up against when you're living and cohabitating. And by the way, this is several years into the marriage. This is like probably year seven to 12. 
and she out there getting her insides pushed to her esophagus. And I don't hear her screaming that he's cheating. I don't hear him screaming that he's abusive. I don't hear him, her blaming him for the reason why she cheated. She just got caught. And now I don't know why he wants his clothes from the laundry. Like go get some from the closet. Like, but listen, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there, but this is what happens here when you don't, when you underestimate your competition. They are children with breasts at best. And, of course, he's in a no-win predicament. I mean, I mean, this is, this is another. He probably goes 50-50 in the house. Dude, I don't need them clothes. I can go get some new clothes. Okay? I'll, I'll leave with nothing. I mean, I don't, first of all, I don't even believe I need to leave. But he probably wants to leave so as to not cause a domestic disturbance. She's also enticing him into a domestic disturbance. All right, so she's basically doing this knowing that if he pushes her out of the way or anything like that or gets physical, he's going to lose and lose custody. Guys, I showed you a district attorney showing and talking to child support agents and other attorneys, family law attorneys, as to how to set up domestic violence and temporary restraining orders in order to get custody and leverage in the divorce. So she knows this. She's fully aware of it. This is why I say the divorce is planned before the wedding. And I also say women always have an extra exit plan. All right. So she's enticing him to get physical with her. And um, if he would move to another room and try to get some clothes, she probably would stand in the way there. Uh, but this is definitely female tactics. This, I, you got to watch out for this. Their children wear breasts. This is what they do. This is complete toxic. Now, let me tell you, even though he's recording and if he pushes her out of the way, he still can lose custody of the kids. And she's going to say, call the police, which is an indicator of her knowing that he's disadvantaged. Listen up. Just let me go, Kate. Be with him. He's right there. I'm over it, man. I'm done being punked. Just let you can keep everything. Let me have my clothes so I can leave. And that's it. I you won't bother you. Recording down. No, I'm not because this is. I have to. She said, "Put your recording down again. Disarm yourself. Give up your weapon. Put your recording down." And what is the reason why she's calm? Why is she calm? Why is she calm? Explain. I'm going to explain this. Why does she look like she's being calm and she's being victimized? The reason why is she's being recorded. <laughs> she's being recorded. Because if she was not being recorded, she would be scraping and scratching the hell out of this ninja. She'd be yelling and talking about he ain't shit and his salami is small, looking like a chorizo. She'd be calling him all kind of names, left and right. The only reason she's doing that is she's playing good little girl right now. I'm good little girl. I'm over here being abused. He's yelling at me. He want me to move, and I'm calm. I'm not raising my voice. I'm not arguing. And she said, now turn your camera off. As to then say, you ain't got no evidence now, nigga. All right, you ain't got no evidence. She's playing. This is an act. Then she even tells you, turn it off. <laughs> All right? She knows what she's doing. She ain't dumb. Then you can because call the cops. everything that you say is a lie. Then you can just like how cops. you and Michael are done. He's uncircumcised. Oh, you can call the cops. Okay, uh, Catherine. All right. So what does she then say? Suggest Ness. She says, "Call the cops." Now, anybody who anybody 
knows that calling the police is the last thing you want to do. Because as soon as they show up, <laughs> she's going to be crying and your ass going to jail. Or they just going to say, we got to take somebody and just go ahead and leave. We, we suggest you leave just so we can calm this shit down. The cops don't give a fuck. They just going to take either a person to jail or um, um, tell you to leave. They're not going to tell her to leave. This is how we do in our gynocentric society. We protect the women. All right. She can't be out in the cold, but you can't find somewhere else to go. I don't have nowhere else to go. Well, fuck it. Go rent a hotel room. They don't care. They just want to get the, the issue over with so they can go um, eat donuts. They just want to get this out the hands. So, but so she's saying call the cops because it's an advantage for her. Call them. Call them. And see what happens. She knows what's going to happen. She knows you're going to take that fat ass L. And um, another thing about calling the police that I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Is that if you um, call the police. Or she threatens to call the police. That is a threat against your life. If a woman ever calls the police against you. Or threatens to call the police. She's threatening your life. Especially if you are a man of color. Black man. Um, uh, Latino and so forth, undocumented, alien, <laughs> whoever you are. If you're a minority and she threatens to call the police, that is a threat against your life. And I want you to consider it a threat against your life. It is not to resolve an issue. It is not to resolve a dispute. She's threatening your life. What she hopes to happen is that you get roughed up, cuffed up, or snuffed up, like shot, killed, uh, George Floyd, Knee in your neck, cuffed up, throwing in the jail, have your ass in there getting processed, uh, grabbing your ankles. I want you to consider this. You should disassociate with the woman immediately for threatening your life if she threatens to call the police. She's just hoping that you become enraged when the police comes and they put your ass in the perfect place. All right, that's what they hope. So. This is what they hope. They hope the cops shoot you at the end of the day. They don't give a fuck. That's why they tell you, go ahead and call. Yeah, man or woman. Calling the police is a threat against my life. And that's what you're intending. And that's why you're using the threat. This is toxic behavior. I wouldn't even have a conversation with an individual who has threatened to call the police against me. That is the end of our relationship. Immediately. That there's, there's no more, there's no more that need to be said between me and you. If you whip out calling the cops on me, that is the end of our relationship. Good luck in life. I don't care who it is, guys. I don't care who it is. Could be your mama. Could be your child. Could be your wife, your ex-wife. Your baby mama. You have threatened my life, and most of the time it's for no reason, as AKA, i.e., this situation here. Now, if, you, if you're doing something and they call the fucking police on you, that's a whole different story. All right, so let me get this straight. If you being a dummy and you're doing something and they say, I'm going to call the police, I'm going to call the police, and they call 911, well, that's a whole different story. But if they're doing something and you know they're trying to manipulate you and they're setting you up, that is the end of the relationship going forward. You got to hold a hard line on people. Okay. Hard line. Even if it's your neighbor. Oh, I'm going to call the police on you. That's the end of our discussion. 
That's the end. Don't not act like it's all good. Well, I didn't really know. No, you tried to get me killed. That's what you tried to do. You tried to get me killed. All right, anyway, trying to bring the laws up in front of my house so I got to explain myself. All right, and then, of course, you know the law is going to come to the house and they're going to talk to the woman first. They're going to talk to her. And she's going to be out there first. As soon as the laws come, she's going to walk up to the police first. And him, 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 and him. And then you come up to you. All right, sir, what's going on here? Well, I didn't do, and I didn't do. You start shuffling, and they cuff you in your ass. All right, I'm going to tell you, it's the last conversation you're going to have with this individual cut they ass loose all right last one here and then we're going to move on uh and move on with the show men with no response i'm sorry men with no resources rely on your gullibility okay guys with nothing to give who have the least amount of resources for you will always be the sweet talkers and the charmers they're more likely to give you that high that butterfly feeling in your stomach and your heart because they have nothing else. They can't charm you with their money because they're broke. They can't charm you with quality planned dates because they're incapable of that. They don't even know who they are. They have no drive. And when women fall prey to this, they'll always say, oh my God, at the beginning, I thought he was my dream man. He said all the right things. And that's why I'm saying if he has nothing to give, of course he's going to say all the right things so that he can take what he needs from you. And what he's going to do is he's going to take those things from you to better himself, to make him become a more viable partner for someone else. That's why you have to be adamant in your standards for yourself. Oh, we got another Australian chick here. Um, she's partially Australian. Nar. All right, but um, this is, um, you know, I partially agree with her. She's basically talking about Chad and Pookie. That's what she talked about. Chad, Pookie, Ray Ray. Um, more or less game ninjas, dusties. She even says in the thing there, avoid becoming a dusty's dream woman. Unfortunately, these girls, this is their first introduction into relationships. And then later on, they come out on the back end of this saying like the Muslim woman, how come men don't want to do this? And then she comes out on the back end of getting chatted out and then, oh, how come? Okay. Because guess what? The first people that men or women are introduced to are good guys. That's the first men women are introduced to. Good guys. Then, you know, puppy love. Oh, he's cute. He's good. And he might have some status. You know, you're talking about junior high school, high school. You're starting to separate yourself. She's starting to see the guys that are winning, the protectors and stuff like that. She starts to have a little fantasy. Mm, maybe I look, maybe I need a little danger. Maybe I do like him. And I don't know why I like him, but there's something about him. Then they start being introduced to a bunch of uh, bad guys. The bad actors, the mouthpiece ninjas, the game ninjas, the manipulators, the men that are successful, the high status guys, the guys that are the athletes, the guys that get the most ups, the guys that are somewhat indifferent to them. Okay. And she's hoping she can turn an indifferent guy into a guy that falls in love with her. Disney fairy tale. And so then she gets an interest in these bad boys. So the women go through this bad boy phase or the boy crazy phase or this guy's not good enough phase. He ain't handsome enough. Oh, he likes me, but mm, I don't know. Maybe I could do a little bit better phase. So the guys that get the ups then are going to be the guys that are not intimidated by the women, that can talk to the women, that are charming. She said that. They're charming. And then they make false promises. And then they beat the pussy up. And then I got to go through it again and again and again and again until I learn. And then, and then, after years of this... After years of this, 
Now it's time to get paid off my puss. All right, now, now I need men to start providing and supporting. Now I need good dates. Now I need you to not just take, take, take from me. Then she gets defensive. Now all the other guys got to wait in line and do right and all. Oh, she discards them. Nope, 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 nope. She'll even double dip and go back and see and give access to Tyrone and then come back to you and you got to and you got to and why you got to and you, I ain't opening doors, all right? I ain't opening doors. And unfortunately, women do find out early enough that their selection of bad boys and going through this hoe phase and bad boy phase is going to lead them into later on being the dashy woman. And that's you. Now, that's all I see from this. Because this woman is definitely in her 30s. All right, I can see it in her eyes. This woman's in her mid-30s. She might be touching on 40. I can see it in her eyes. I'll be, I'll be shocked if this woman is under 30. But I can see the white woman eyes in there. The woman's up. Well, well, they do age pretty badly, too. But I'm looking at her eyes with that eyeliner in there. This woman is touching on 30. I mean, uh, touching on knocking on 40's door. Let me see how old this woman is. If I can find out. Look, level up. Manifestation. Manifester. Level up. Self-worth. Self-love. Bitch, you about to be single. You about to be single, bruh. Self-acceptance. Mindful. Standards. Boundaries. Hey, man, baby, it, baby, let me just say this. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. That, that, woman is, that woman is a mature woman, like mature. She about to be in gilf prawn in 10 years. She about to be doing granny prawn in 10 years. But now she gets it. Unfortunately, again, going back to Glocktavius, the simp that told us women's prime is not in their 18 to 20. This ninja. I'm sorry. They can tell me all of this. She can say everything she wants. This is toxic mindset by them. Ed, are you still valuable? Would you make a good date? Would you make a good romp in the bed? Could I fold you up like a pretzel? This isn't foreign to you. Could I be with you for a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two? Yeah. But I would probably find more value at a different age because you're trying to just take, you're trying to take from me and give me, make me do something that nobody else is doing. Nobody else is doing this for you. You're asking for it, but you ain't going to get it. Now, the likelihood of you getting it is slim to none and slim just died, but you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it long term. One out of 10,000 of you are going to get it long term. The cock carousel is just unforgiving. <laughs> Smut it out, and now you want to come in here manifesting and leveling up. Now you want to level up. I, man, there's too much competition for you. And especially if I'm unapologetic about dating younger women, Okay. Yeah. You, you don't got a chance, baby. I mean, she's mid-30s going into 40s. All right? I guarantee you this woman's in her 40s. I mean, uh, late 30s. But they fell for this pipe dream. Let me see if I can pick her age up. They fell for this pipe dream as if men are just going to be, like, desperate. Oh, okay, I'll do whatever you say. All right, here we go right here. Nah, man. I want to see if she's had a birthday party here that maybe she might have celebrated. Okay. Oh, they want me to sign in the Instagram. All right. That's why I'm blocked. All right. Here we go right here. I can't sign in the Instagram. Give me the date. All right. Girl who splits the bill and refuses chivalry to avoid owing a man anything. Oh, God. Okay. So he wants to pay the bill. A guy wants to pay the bill, but she don't want him to pay the bill because then she got to give up the punani. Boy, women are complicated creatures. In my opinion, listening to them is to, the, to their own detriment. Let's get to these super chats. All right. Anyway, and 
as uh, as we continue to have these conversations, we welcome women to the show. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not. I'm going to be unforgiving on you. I'm going to be very unforgiving because this is my money. It's always we got to pay. We got to pay, but they dictate the rules. I don't think it works like that. If I got if I get if I got to pay, then I get to pick what I'm paying for. Shout out to True ND. What we gonna call you? Uh, Eric says reminding women to review their sugar daddy tax documents from Cash App for side dude income received over six hundred dollars. Shout out to Eric Weston on YouTube. All right, let me see if I can pull you up. Wow. All right, uh, sugar daddy side income. Okay, yes. Uh, I guess it's a taxation there. That cash app is going to be dirty. Shout out to Eric Weston on YouTube. Eric Weston. Side daddy income. Well, I don't know, man. IRS might not be looking at that. They might get these 304s a pass. And shout out to 304s. 304s, we need you. We need you. We need you out here. There's too many of you, though. There's too many of you. All right, we got, uh, let's see here. Let me check, go back and forth. Okay. Shout out to Derek Williams says I only had five I only had five shirts in high school. They used to place bets in one of my classes on which shirt I would wear on what day. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. It made you want to be better though. It made you want to be better. Dark Style Foundation, I only dated a black woman who I only I once dated a black woman whose mother divorced her dad and moved across the country with her. They became homeless. She got SA'd at a shelter, and the mom got a firearm pulled on her by one of her boyfriends. She refused to hold her mom accountable. I'm so glad I dumped her. Again, that's dear mama syndrome. Dear mama. Dear mama. Like, literally, in the song Tupac Explains, which is so eye-opening when you think about it. And then it's even eye-opening when you realize the father was available, and the father was said to be dead. And she moved this ninja all across the world and been around the world and I, I, I. Keeping the kid from the father. Then he praises her for this. And this is a popular song. <sighs> it's a popular song, Dear Mama. And all of the errors that she made. Meanwhile, daddy wasn't there. He was a coward. All right, and um, he passed away and I didn't cry. Because my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger. Okay, his only crime was he wasn't there. As we know the story, the reason why he wasn't there was he was unaware of where you were. Oddly enough, this guy grew up with so much pain. (laughs) So much pain that he became Tupac Shakur. He became who he was and died the way the ninja did. I mean, come on. I've challenged the black community. I challenged the black community this. You guys have to stop making celebrities out of struggle motherfuckers. And I love Tupac. I grew up on the guy, very influenced by him. And even the cops tried to sue me. Yes, anyway. But we make heroes and martyrs out of the worst people. We do. Because you guys embrace low life living. That the men that avoided all the traps of Tupac 
don't even get rep- recognized. We uphold death and struggle so much. Men that are trapped in their own heads. And we blame the system. But really, it's the mothers. <laughs> really, you can trace it right back to the mama. Nine times out of ten times. And the likelihood that this woman was a hater of the father. And they will put other men in place of that, in place of that father. They will select and elect other men. You come be a part of this kid's life. We got to stop glorifying death. Not we. You got to stop glorifying death. You got to stop glorifying struggle. You got to stop glorifying these people. That choose the struggle. It's a disgrace. It's a national disgrace. And it's nothing but pure niggotry. <laughs> we gonna ride with that. <laughs> we go ride with that world. It is. It is. We don't, we don't, we don't glorify the escape slave from the plantation. We glorify the slave that just get out here beat and whipped for being hard-headed. Because we can see him. The free man, no thank you. But it's just weird. It's just weird, man. And when you think about it in that song, what you just explained. The mother takes the daughter from the, the dad. Then the daughter gets abused and assaulted. Then they get robbed and they're homeless. And it's somehow mama is mama is the portrait of six. Ah, my my mama went through so much. She didn't have to go through shit, really. She chose to go through that. She chose to go through that. She chose to get you sexually assaulted. She chose to be homeless. She did make a choice. All because she didn't want to talk or hear tell somebody. She didn't want to let somebody tell her what to do. Anyway. What do we got? We make fun of Toby's. Yeah. Chris Abney, I was explaining the importance of men being raised properly by strong father figures as opposed to the woke nation that they'll just grow into whatever they're supposed to be. He says, I was interrupted by a 40 plus year old looking woman who apologized for feminism failing the boys of today. You can trace it right back to feminism. Feminism has been an abject failure to men, but it is freed men, these same men. You cannot have men be uh, praising feminism and then be the man that they need to be. Not, not this, not this. And by the way, ladies, stop thinking that men or men's job is to just bow down to you and wash your feet and serve you. I don't know where this is in the Bible, but I don't think it's there. I think it should probably say the opposite. Uh, but we are in the hour of the Antichrist and the devil. The devil presides over these women right now. Uh, Lord, release them from the spirit. Right now, I pray to you, God, and the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and so forth. I, I praise that you redeem these women of their spirit, their demonic spirit that they call depression, their new identity um, as to achieve losership and uh, choose to take their life and dip it into the pot of abyss. At this very moment, Lord, Father, I tell you and pray to you and bend the knee in humbleness and, and meekness. I pre- preside in front of this audience today. 
to tell you to remove the spirit of financial devastation and destruction that they've inherited and chosen in their lives and that these hoes, dear father, uh, choose to uh, really relocate them to the corner of the world where wholeness can preside. Uh, I pray to you, Dad, Father God, that these pimps preside with the strong pimp hand back on these hoes to give them back what they deserve and to to uh, to not bring their whole decadent life into the the spirit of the men who walk in Elijah. Therefore, Lord, I say and I pray today, Amen, Amen. <laughs> And let it be written and let it be, Lord. I prayed it. I prayed it and I send it up to you, Godfather, our thou out in heaven. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what do I do, man? I come up with some wild shit, bro. Anyway. All right. Let the Lord say amen. I pray to you. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let me see here. <laughs> Faith is in here. Faith says, he said, won't he do it? Oh, man. Uh, Faith says, hey, coach, I just listened to Chronicle's latest podcast on the Cat Williams interview, and he mentioned that the RP community is kicking women's butts out here right now. I agree. Shout out to you. Shout out to Chronicles of Judah and shout out to Faith. Yeah, the red pill is winning. I mean, indeed, it is definitely dirtied up. We got some dirty players in this game, but it's if you look at the data across the board, it's it's getting men at least to think a couple times. All right. <laughs> I got to clip that part and put it on the Internet. All right. Let me see here. I got to look at the timestamp. Shout out to Demetrius says for the coffee fund. Bet ninjas don't know that a man who knows how to cook is something women love. Shout out to the coach gang. They do. Men are the best cooks. Men are the best cooks. It's not a woman thing to do. And uh, anybody that thinks women should be cooking and cleaning, uh, they don't realize that we've progressed past that. In fact, women that were presiding over cooking and cleaning were doing so not because they were good at it. It's because there was nothing else to do. You talk about what you bring to the table. Well, the fact that they were not educated and capable enough to do other things or taught and instructed otherwise made them um, made them cook and clean. Not because they were the best at it. Now, some women can do very well at it, but not because they're the best at it. Ninja, I can outcook most women today, especially under the age of 35. They can't cook. So uh, men are the cooks of the world. Men are the people who look at, take, look, name every top chef in the world right now. Name any men that got a spice or a season or a dry rub right now. All right. And I'm not just talking about barbecuing and shit. <laughs> All right. But. Shout out to the women making me uh, chicken fettuccine again for the second week in a row. Shout out to y'all and add some garnish to the shit. All right, but there are some lot of women who could throw down. Shout out to y'all out here. Can they cook good food? All right, there was a lot of women who could cook and made pride. They, they took pride in cooking. You know what I mean? They took pride in cooking. Big Mama and all them, they used to be in there and Thanksgiving throwing down. You know what I mean? Spitting all in the food and the potato salad talking. You ever see your mama and your relatives and your aunts in there on Thanksgiving? They in there and they talking, they mixing up the potato salad, just spitting and talking all over it, girl. And I, I, I didn't even, and oh, girl, I didn't. Okay, let me mix that in right there. Shout out to big mama and all the aunties of the family out there and all our mammies that was in the kitchen, kitchen cooking, spitting in our food, talking. Mm. 
All right. You ate a lot of your female relatives spit during holidays and the abuelas and the abuelas. Shout out to abuelas, man. I need me a abuela in my life. I need me a abuela. All right. I mean, not sexually. I need me an abuela to live up in here. <laughs> All right. And by the way, them abuelas, they'll poison your ass. Abuelas be doing witchcraft. Abuelas be doing witchcraft on your ass. Your whole house will be haunted with whole spirits of the muertes. <laughs> you walk in, you be like, and you got your living quarters with an old abuela in there. She like four foot ten, little frail, all hunchback. She got the old mascara on. She come out there with her gray hair, dude. You be like, hi, abuela. Thank you very much. Good day now. Good to see you. All right. You taken care of, right? Your family's on. Okay. All right. All right. You go in there. You do your shit. All you hear is you wake up in the morning and the spirits then. (laughs) (laughs) She in there conjuring over her, (laughs) over her cauldron, which is brew. She's stirring shit up. She throwing up frog legs. And anyway. But she come in the morning. Oh, hi, Senor Gregorio. Oh, Gregorio, great beard. I love you. Praise the Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, praise the Lord. She be in there at night. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we love them, too. Uh, shout out to Brandon says, I got shamed by men for working 70 hours a week. We are letting losers dictate what success is for real you ain't gotta work that hard nigga. you ain't gotta go that hard nigga. you try to be successful you try to know it make me make, make, make me feel bad you working as nigga. you ain't doing too hard you trying too hard nigga, around here and you successful and don't mean you a niche you successful as nigga. all right you just be a loser nigga. you still a ninja <laughs> all right shout out to marriage or hell no says they took away workshop classes too shout out to you from I don't know what that is. I don't even know what that flag is. I'm thinking it's Brazil. I might be wrong. Portugal. Not sure. Let's check the super chats and then we're going to be done for the day. Uh, let's see here. Oh, snap. I didn't realize I was that far back. Kobe killer. YouTube says no parents at the interview. Cause I have no job. Shout out to, uh, okay. I got these person. Personal freedom says I did have that happen with bullying. I was that guy. Dude, I, everybody's been bullied. Everybody's been bullied. So um, it's not that I uplift bullying, but I'm going to tell you, man, it's all going to be hard for you not to get bullied. Now, cyberbullying is a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. The contractor says, I just arrived from Cancun, coach. Spent a whole week in there. Free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to you in Cancun. Ray Allen says, the law of diminishing returns. We got to learn. We got to learn. You can be with a woman for five years, and then year six could be pure hell. And it could be the end. Denaro Tranquilo says to my young men, talk traditional masculinity and gentlemen game will win the day. The more I leaned into masculinity, the more cooperative and cooperation I've received, even from hardened wives and women. They are starving for it. It's their nature. That's a fact. And uh, gentlemen, the gentleman game, um, you know, I, I hate to use the word game because I, it just pisses me off when I hear game. But being a gentleman is an art and it's, I think it's necessary. It's not simping. People think being a gentleman is, 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 um, is, um, is simping because you have a false identity what gentleman is. But women are weak. 
women are weak to masculine and gentlemen. They are. Now, it doesn't mean they are not going to be whores. In fact, you will find out that they'll be a big old hoe for you. They'll be a 304 for you. But gentlemen and masculine, it wins the day. It wins the day. In fact, well, I can't say that. I'm I, I always going to say I say this. But let me just say they, they, can't, they don't have any answer for it. Uh, this is why, again, a woman will say, I like a guy with a beard. So when they see a guy with a beard, they automatically assume masculine. Now, there's some old tippy-toe-ass ninjas that be having beards and shit. Uh, but they assume things that are masculine. In fact, let me tell you this. Let's say you're a guy with a beard. And you look like a, and you're dressing decently. They'll, they will be, they will be thoroughly disappointed if you're not masculine. They'll be pissed. Ladies, vouch for this. They'll be pissed if you're not what you look like. They'll be fucking mad. They'll be like, oh. But they will have, like, you'll hear some shit from them that you ain't never heard. Now, again, I'm not saying that they'll keep this act up. They'll still pose a dangerous threat. But they'll they'll say things like, you pick, I am never going to pick. I'll sit back. They never say, I'm driving. They fall right back into their femininity. It It is a thing that I'm telling guys. You know, a lot of guys are monk mode and they don't want to do this. But, you know, when you're fit, you're fit, you're somewhat financially stable, you have a beard, you're masculine, you're muscular, whatever it is, they fall back. They don't challenge you. They can't. One of the things with Kevin Samuels is he he was a, he had his suit on, he was a full gentleman, but he had a chink in his armor. Anybody know what his chink was? Well, I'm saying chink like a, a, a piece. I'm not saying the chink, never mind. And but all men have a, I, I and I'm not dissing him, but I'm just trying to use him as a story. All men have a deficiency. Nobody's there's not a perfect man out here. So let me just say that. But he had a chink in his armor that people try to expose, even women. But sometimes he was able to use it against him. He was able to use it against them. And his thing was that he was effeminate. He was effeminate. And people called him out on it. So women would tend to challenge him, but they didn't realize that that nature, that that effeminate nature didn't mean that he was gay, but it meant that he understood them, meaning that he grew up around women to know how to get to women, right? And that nature disarmed them, but they thought they was arming them. So I'm gonna, they, they tried to attack it. I'm gonna attack that effeminate behavior. Men, they try to attack his effeminate behavior, but he was armed because he was around women in salons. If I'm not mistaken, he was around women in salons and he grew up around his mother and aunts. So that's why he leaned toward. So that what that's what people tried to use against him. So he armed himself with information and knowledge as to not be able to be disarmed by it because people will quickly find your deficiency. They will quickly find it. Like for me, it could be height. That's the immediate thing people attack. And never be mad that people find your deficiency. What you should be is arm yourself against it. So back to the point. Back to the point. Um, the point being made is that women are naturally attracted to masculinity no matter what. No matter what. 
They're attracted to masculinity, even the gentleman thing. They're all attracted to it. That doesn't mean they're not going to hold for Tyrone and Chad. What I'm saying is it disarms them. It disarms them and it gets them into cooperation. Some women will disqualify themselves. Some women will disqualify themselves in the presence of masculinity and gentlemen. They'll disqualify themselves. Even when they believe they deserved it. I deserve a masculine man. I deserve a gentleman. They will see a fucking gentleman right in their fucking face and disqualify themselves because they know not how to deal with it. This is typically the strags. So strags, I need me a six-figure man. I need me a man that provide. I need me a man that got good car. I need a man that'll take care. And that man will show up and she can't even look that man in the eye. She don't know what to say. She don't know what kind of goofy-ass game to run against him. Let's just say they got the phone number and started talking. She don't even know what the fuck to say to keep this man's attention. Then he don't chase. He don't sweat. He don't jock her. She don't even know what to do. How do I get this guy? How do I get him to talk? And then she try to run some goofy game on you, and it just thud. And she'll say, never mind. She don't know what to do. See, the true essence of femininity is this. You find you a masculine man. You find you a gentleman. You're chasing. You're chasing. He ain't chasing you. Even if he selects you, you are not going to get chased by that guy. Every woman has found that out. And they disqualify themselves because they know they can't measure up. They're not worth it, and they're not worthy. And I'm going to tell you one other thing. The women that do find this out, they choose to chase. They will make sure that, that they text that man good morning in the morning. They will make sure that that ninja got something to eat in the morning. They will make sure that that ninja is the leader. They ain't got no choice. Some of these women know they're ill-equipped to be in the presence of masculine man or a gentleman, even if they ask for it and manifest it. As soon as he shows up, they go revert back to pookie games, and they get ran over. And I, oh, man, what's supposed to do? In fact, most masculine men are selected by women. They're chosen by women. They're chased by women. Most time, a masculine man or a gentleman has to say very little. Not much. In the era of mystery, the mystery method, mysterious. What, what are they going to say? I don't, I don't know him. I feel like I don't know him. I feel like I can't get him to open up. That's making her leaking. She leaking. But a effeminate man meets a woman and all he does is run his fucking mouth like her. All he wants to do is show up and be present like her. All he wants to do is chase and then try to convince her to do something that she either don't want to do or has to be coached and coaxed into doing. It's a very, very big advantage in this day and age. And the more time goes on, the more time. The, the more time these niggas be agreeing with their girl, she drying up. Yeah, and these men out here, these red pill men, and she drying up like the Sahara Desert. Right? Anyway, that's why we talk about the Bruce Wayne-ish. Anyway. <laughs> that Batman, that Bruce Wayne. The more you showing up, 
and there and want to be around her. And I'm going to say this again. Men don't need to be around women all day. But men do not need to be around women all day. I'm going to say it again. You're disadvantaging yourself by being around women. You're not supposed to be hanging out with broads every day. I'm going to say it again and again and again. You're not supposed to be hanging out with women all day. Ninja, your testosterone dipping in the gutter. You are drying their vaginas up. You're serving a purpose only to her, not to you. And she going to get tired of you. The less you hang out, the more she going to be trying to pull your ass in. Anyway, how come y'all can't never get around you? How come I never can't see you? And I push that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually, if she don't like it, she don't like it, tell her to disqualify herself. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm busy. I'm I'm not busy. I'm doing stuff. I'm accomplishing things. I'm not being distracted. I'm in peace. And then they go to where the attention flows. Soon as they go to where the attention flows, give it six weeks, she be back texting you. She be back texting you. And when she walks off, say, hey, go where the attention flows. I don't know what to tell you. And she going, I'm going to go. These guys texting me. These guys showing me attention. They hit me with the good morning text. They going to get three pieces of peace leave from her and pump and dump her. Have her ass back out here. Oh, shit. She gonna text you back. You'll be back. <laughs> You'll be back. You guys gotta let women walk out, bruh. Walk out of your life. Walk smooth up out of your life and let them come back with their tail tuck. And when they come back, they gonna be meow. <laughs> Just, I mean, we have problems, man. Our, our mistakes with women is that we try to be with women. I'm going to tell you, if you ever want to get into the situation with women, try to be not around them. Don't be all up in their fucking business. Don't be all up in their gossip. (laughs) Soon as you see them and they see you, hey, how you doing? Acknowledge them like a dog, rub their head and walk the smooth off. And they start talking to you, look back at them. Don't say nothing. Don't give them a uh-huh, and you don't say, oh, that bitch. What? Ah, uh, really? Just look at them. They're going to start talking. And I just want to know, and how was your day, and what did you do? <laughs> and I want to tell you about my day, and there was a woman at the Xerox machine, and what she did was, and I thought I was going to get a promotion, and I was pushing pistols of papers around. You just look at them like this here. Just stone cold silence. Just. And then as soon as she stopped talking, walk away. (laughs) Soon as she stopped talking or pause, just walk up the stairs, walk away, go back to doing something, go change your clothes, take your tie off, have her talking to your side and your back. (laughs) 
I thought you had something important to say. <laughs> right. I thought you said I thought you had something important to say. Oh. Oh, I did. I oh, okay. No. You don't consider me important? Well, when you were talking to me, you said you had something important to say. <laughs> and I realized you didn't. Do you have anything else important for me? <laughs> right. Uh, okay, good. Dinner's at 6.30. Close the door. Karoon, take a shit. <laughs> Just leave. You don't got to do all that talking, guys. Anytime you're talking to a woman, you should be doing a couple things. Giving her instructions or directions. I'm telling you this out of trying to save you. Give her instructions or directions. Same thing as texting. I'm giving you instructions or directions. Okay. We're meeting at this time. We're wearing this. This is the dress attire. We cannot be late. If we're late and if I'm there to pick you up, all right, if I'm there to pick you up and you're late, I'm going to continue without you. Okay, so make sure you're on time. We're meeting these people. This is the environment directions and instructions okay we're staying in tonight and soon as she bucks i don't want to stay in okay well you'll be staying in by yourself because i'm staying in when i'm here we're staying in tonight be here seven o'clock sharp <laughs> we're meeting at the restaurant i will be there at seven o'clock i will be seated at seven o'clock when you arrive I will be already at the table. I'm not waiting for you in the car or the parking lot. I'm not waiting for you at the hostess. So that means at 7 o'clock, I'm ordering drinks. I'm ordering food. I'm ordering appetizers at 7. I'm seated at 7. I'm starting to order my first drink at 7.03. So when you show up late, if you show up late, I started without you because I said 7. <laughs> All right, anyway. But show them, show them that up front. I'm going to be in the middle of the meal if it's 7.30. And at 7.45, I'm going to be driving home. Okay, so, but you don't have to tell them all this. You don't have to tell them all this. <laughs> all right, anyway. And then text them. What is your ETA before you leave the house? <laughs> so you might not even have to show up. But, uh, guys, we're supposed to be leading them. We're supposed to be providing instruction. And protection. See, along with instruction and protection comes instruction. What are we eating tonight, honey? No. It's dinner time. This is what we will be having. Or before in the morning. Hey, at dinner time, this is what we'll be having. Let me give you another one. And this is not even game. This is how I think men and women should be operating. We're not friends and all this shit. If I want female friends, I'll, got, I'll find female friends. If I want somebody to entertain and tap dance, I'll go find them. I'm not, I'm not your entertainment. I'm your leader. But here's the thing here. Here's another one. Had a young woman. She flew herself in. She flew herself in. She flew herself in from Texas. She comes in. Before she flew in, I gave her instructions. Hey, make sure when you're, when you're coming here, you're aware that I don't need you to be on your period. We will be having, uh, we will be having some frisky time. She agreed. Then I said, 
make sure you also understand that I'm going to take care of lunch and dinners. You take care of breakfast. I put that in the instruction. I say, you, I will take care of lunch and dinner. You take care of breakfast. Means plan ahead. Make sure I have what you need to be able to make it breakfast and shit. She completely forgot that. Blew right past it. But she remembered everything else. This is why you give them instructions. She remembered what she wanted, but she didn't remember the breakfast part. Second day, she wakes up. The next day, she wakes up after the first day. Guess what? She's sitting there, not moving around. I'm up doing what I need to do. I'm walking my dog. I'm playing with the dog. I'm feeding the dog. I'm in the office doing a little bit. It's 7.30, 8.30, 9.30. She's still in the bed getting beauty rest after I done beat up that box. 10.30. She finally starting to shuffle and move around. 11 o'clock, she comes in. What's for breakfast? Now, what did I tell her? I said, you need to go back and look at your phone. I gave you explicit instructions on what, how breakfast works. She went to her phone. She got her phone and she comes back. She says, I apologize. I didn't see that part. And I said, of course you didn't. Because you're only thinking about what you were going to get. I was like, bitch, if I'm covering lunch and dinner, I'm not certainly going to be up making you fucking breakfast. So guess what? She in my closets and my cabinet. She in the kitchen. She in the pantry. Oh, uh, uh. well, I don't know what you have and I don't know what you want. You should have understood that first. I gave you the instruction. You had plenty of time to figure out order, order ahead, Amazon, deliver, run to the grocery store. You had time to do it. But you didn't. Now, when you start asking me for shit, I'm going to remember that the thing I asked for, you couldn't even pull off. Like, these are the things that I think about. I'm like, look, they're so self-absorbed. They think I'm not at your service. I'm not at your service. Simply. But you already make, that's one loss. That's one. Strike one. Strike one. See, these are the things, man. You guys, I, I think a lot of women think they can just ask for you to do it. Your job is this. Your job is this. No, you give them jobs to do you give them instructions and when they fail you can then come back and say oh you're a little self-absorbed so when you're trying to compete looks like you failed man i don't think you i don't think you i don't think you getting a call back so when they're telling you what you ain't doing and you ain't doing this and you ain't doing that i give you instructions you tell me and because i'm giving you instructions i'm gonna take on the provision leader role so you don't have to worry about all that. But you also have to follow instructions. You'll also have to be willing to follow instructions. You have to be willing to give something. Don't just come here and think it's vacation. This ain't a vacation. It's not a vacation. You come here, you meet me, it's not a vacation. It's not you just getting doted on and pampered and shopping and shit like that. It's not a vacation. So you guys got to watch. You guys got to. <laughs> and then when they start saying, well, how, how can I proceed with you? How can I be in your life? Follow instructions. Not that hard. Follow these instructions. Show me that you're willing to follow instructions. Some of you are willing to listen. Show me you're willing to do. Some of you are willing to serve. Because I'm serving you, right? And she in there frying up pancakes, <laughs> right? She was in there. Oh, she was on them pancakes. She was up in there flipping the motherfuckers behind her back. You know what I mean? Mm. 
But this is not, this is not a vacation, and this is not me just doting on you in every way. Planning break, planning breakfast, planning lunch, planning events, planning dinners. <clears throat> you got to show me you can listen. You got to show me you can get up off that phone. In fact, if I order something, let's just say you didn't make anything. You didn't show any initiative. You know, it's, you know what dinner time is. You didn't show any initiative. Okay, I'm going to just order some food. Now, whatever I order, you're going to eat. How did you order this? And I don't like this. Just look at her with a blank stare. Oh, you thought you had input. Well, where was your input when it was 4 o'clock? When you knew dinner time was coming. You didn't take any initiative to say, what would you like me to make you? You didn't take any initiative on making a choice for dinner at 4 o'clock. So I ordered at 6.30. It's a little late for me to eat, but I took the initiative to order. And this is what we have. Eat up. <laughs> it's like, dude, stop making deals with these people, man. And they be like, okay, daddy. Yeah. Now, most women don't care. They'll just eat it. They don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, but... But these are the things, man. You got to discipline. These. And uh, guys, I'm not into training women. I'm going to give you one, two, and three times. I'm going to give you one, two, three times. You're out after that. And it's a relative short period of time. So you text them. You text them. Only text them giving them instructions. Maybe a greeting. Hey, how you doing? Have a nice day. That's it. Not what you're doing or none of that stuff. You want to make them say, I want to see you. And when you want to see me and you volunteer to come see me, you know you getting them insides pushed to your esophagus if you have to ask me. So I'm not even negotiating with that. And I almost make it a case to never ask them to come see me. I mean, I don't remember the last time I asked a woman to come see me. Other than telling them you're coming to see me. Hey, what days do you want to come see me? Thursday or Saturday. That's more, of a, that's more of a direction. But I never said, hey, come see me. Hey, what are you doing now? Are you doing nothing? Come see me. I've never asked any of these things. Not, sorry, recently, as of recent, in the last three to five years. Hey, come see me. Come see daddy Wednesday or Thursday. Make them pick. If she says neither, okay. <laughs> Ain't nothing to talk about then. I don't have to greet you in the morning. Nothing to talk about. No emojis. No hard eye emoji. Every now and then throw an emoji in there, but don't make a habit of it. Don't make a habit of it. No exclamation points. Period, period, period. Instruction, period. Hi, good morning. Have a nice day, period. Now, if you're really cool with them, give them a little kissy face here and there. But then instruction. Come see me Wednesday or Saturday. Which one would you prefer? Question mark. Well, I'm a little busy on Friday. I'm Wednesday. Yeah, I have something else on Saturday. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> no, somebody else is coming in on Wednesday and Saturday. So those were my two open days. You weren't available. You hit them with the okay, sounds good. Guess what's going to happen? That calendar is going to clear up mysteriously tomorrow. You know what? Wednesday is open. Oh, okay. All right. Wednesday is yours. 
All right, I'll see you on Wednesday. 8.30, question mark. I'll be there at 8.30. All right, see you then. Mm. <laughs> I mean, stop talking to them so much, bro. They only respond to instructions. <laughs> here we go right here. And if she texts you on Wednesday afternoon, oh, baby, I made other plans. Sorry. Maybe that Saturday's looking good. Maybe that Saturday's looking good. I mean, <laughs> just, all right, anyway, anyway, yo, we're going to have to do a whole show on it. Actually, we do. CoachGregAdams.Locals.com, and i show you the receipts. i show you the receipts on my phone. All right, I, my bat phone is not here. I show you, anybody on Locals, tell them I show them all of this. I'm a man of few words, no long paragraphs, no arguments, no wondering and then I tell, I'm a person, I'm an in-man talker, and I'm very much that. He says, I'm giving away too much game. No, and this isn't really game. This is just being a man, just being a man. We just want you to be a man. Look, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com, I show you the receipts on the phone. Very few words, direction, right to it, and then boom. The next text is, thank you. I'm glad you arrived home safely. I show you all of this. But, you know, he said the tells for the dark side. And this is Juco girls, and this is regular normie chicks, straight to the fucking point with women. But again, if you're, you know, younger guys, it's a little harder to pull, pull off. But you guys got to show, be very level-headed with them, very unemotional. They benefit with you when you're like this. Niggas be arguing and why you doing that? And why you doing this? And how come you didn't do that? And why you didn't do that? I, I train that out of them to say, I don't do this, number one. So when you do it, I'm not going to respond to it. Number two, if you do it again, you're dismissed. I'm not going to argue with you and how come and why. And they start asking you questions. Just say you ask too many questions. <laughs> not why do you ask too many questions? Directly, you ask too many questions. I mean, direct. I mean, this is the things that women respond to. Now, they don't like it because they can't get you. They want to get you emotional and they want to get you. So never ask questions. Just tell them directly. And I'm not here for long out withdrawing conversations and stuff. You know, it's just what it is. Anyway, they again, the point was they respond to masculinity. Let me clear up these super chats. We gone too far. Jab, J-A-B says the media loves to promote pogs and pogs and punk ass weak guys. He says that's what they like. That's their favorite. P-A-W-G, punk ass weak guys. Strife XL says the original Boy Scout and Girl Scout clubs originally taught masculinity and femininity respectively. Now it's all participation trophies. And then... As soon as they bring women over to men stuff, they it gets ruined. Okay, sorry to keep going on and on here. We're still well over twenty two hundred people compared with all channels. Uh, but um, soon as they bring women over to a thing, they're gonna ruin it. So if it's an all male thing, soon as women get over there, it's done. Just go ahead and torpedo it. Unfortunately, ladies, that's how you guys work. That's the gym, country club, Black Panther party for self defense. Pro-blackness, I mean, whatever the mission is, is going to get torpedoed as soon as women are going to get over there. 
uh, because the message is going to change. Men are going to simp. Men are going to go in protection mode. Men are going to say, let the woman talk. And then she talks, doesn't offer much. And then we got to take her thing because she wants to feel good about it. It's just going to be a mess. They start complaining about the gym music. How come you're playing all this hardcore heavy metal? And then now all of a sudden, now they're playing Sam Smith to placate to the audience or top 40. Okay. Why are men grunting and yelling in here? This is what we doing here, you bitch. Like, this is what we do. We grunt and we yell. As a matter of fact, scientifically, grunting and yelling helps people through their reps. But you don't know it. You don't care. And men are over there. Let us do what we want to do. Why don't you go to the girl gym? Cigar lounges and shit like that. Let men have their space. And let it be a safe place for men. The manosphere is another example. The manosphere, another one ruined by women. Wanted to dip their nose in here, and now Samantha Lee got a larger audience than, than CGA in terms of bot subscribers. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> here we go right here. The Black Panthers got torpedoed because women wanted a voice in it. Then everybody's smoking crack later on and dying. Then getting skitty pop pop and shit like that. And shout out to the COINTEL pro- program, too. All right. Uh, anyway, Strife XL, shout out to you. And the Boy Scout is infiltrated by the Girl Scout. Uh, MC Hamster says, no money for home, ex, shop, art, and or music, only gender stuff. Sad, sad, sad reality. Penny, coach, my parents couldn't afford to buy me Nike Jordans uh, back in the day in the early now in the early nineties, he says I traced the Jumpman logo, enlarged it, and sewed it, sewed it on the back of my Kmart jacket. I got skills, Sean. Yeah, man, we had to do what we had to do. Logical mindset. I grew up working with my hands and playing sports that the community looked down upon as a grown man. Now I profit at what I was originally good at young men do what God has blessed you to do and be unapologetic about it. And also be somewhat of a, what I call a Renaissance man, a Renaissance man. The true man of the yesteryear was a Renaissance man. In fact, if you look at some of the most uh, prolific men of our yesteryear, they weren't just fighters. They weren't just philosophers. They weren't just artists. They were also scientists, theologians, and so forth and so on. The most prolific men of our past. Some men were brute, brute force men, but some men had other interests. You will find that one-dimensional men are less masculine and, 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 and less dependent. They're, they're interdependent. But the men of yesteryear from a far-gone society were able to be both uh, blacksmith and intellectual. Unfortunately, we... We master, we try to uh, master one thing and learn nothing. And we believe learning stops 18 or end of college. Indeed, you do have a long life and you will find other interests to be dimension, multidimensional like myself. I have multiple things I'm interested in other than this subject. But I have a great book by Da Vinci, very thick. You don't realize that Da Vinci, who painted Mona Lisa, also was a master in anatomy. He also was a theologian and most other things, a philosopher, but he was a master at anatomy, which allowed him to paint one of the, at the time, most realistic portraits there ever was of a person. I don't know who the person was. That's up for debate. But because he was a master at anatomy and he drew so many anatomical figures, he was able to master 
what what people believe the most realistic portrait of a person that wasn't an abstract uh, portrait, right? The dimensions were so phenomenal that people studied it. So the versatility of the man can be seen in both the hand-to-hand skill combat and the study. Study. You know what I mean? You got to have multiple arms here and multiple dimensions. And he was an engineer. Yeah. So think about that. These are the people. Yeah, Ben Franklin, right? Politician, Mason, scientist, and so forth and so on. These are the men who who were remembered through time, not the people who were able to accomplish one. And uh, women will come in your life and distract you from being a renaissance man, a renaissance man. They will say, well, you're not working now, so that time belongs to her. Tell that bitch to kick rocks. That's not true. I have other interests other than my work. And if she belittles your other interests other than your work and your hobbies, well, then therefore she's useless. She's distracting you. And I do have interests for you, ma'am, but it ain't going to be as when you want it. It's when I'm available to you. So don't use my time that you believe to be not dedicated to work or my craft as open time for you. I do have multiple interests. Also, looking at the back of my eyelids is an interest too. Chilling and resting in peace, not resting in peace, but being in peace is an interest of mine. So it is what it is. <laughs> All right, shout out to the dictator. Enigma WPG says construction guys use uh, Pythagorean theorems often. Shout out to the Pythagorean theorems. <laughs> Pythagoras theorems. And the uh, Hippocratic Oath. Shout out to all of that. And the Parallelogram. Thank you, Enigma WPG. And I think we're going to be done here soon. Shout out to the dictator. Coach, it probably, Coach, it's probably his, wait, I don't know what that means. Coach, it's probably his work clothes. I had a similar, something similar happen and had to call off work. They're ready for you to go back to jail. All right, that was in reference to something else that I was talking about. Oh, I see what you're, the guy that wanted the laundry, he wanted his work clothes. So shout out to you. Thank you for clearing that up. So the clothes that he wanted was probably his work clothes. Thank you for clearing that up. That makes sense now. That makes sense now. I just want to be rich. LLC says, dear CGA, my best friend fell in love with a stripper. She drugged him and stole thousands of dollars from him. He's still in love. What should he do? Can't help these guys. Can't help these guys. You don't fall in love with strippers. Simple, but he's done. World's Yours Entertainment says, send us out with another prayer, coach. <laughs> All right, I'll pray again later. Ray, we'll call you Ray Ray, says, recently had a female acquaintance explain that broke dudes are giving cheeks right away as there's nothing to be gained by making them wait. He says, more disturbing than the usual talking points. Broke guys are giving the cheeks right away as there's nothing else to gain by making them wait. Wow. All right. YouTube says they made the plane Da Vinci design and it flew. Yes. So people mentioned the helicopter or the plane. He definitely was a man of, uh, I actually try to say I'm a Renaissance man. I'm not definitely a true Renaissance man, but I do have my subjects of interest, particularly history, um, you would say is a very big subject of mine that I think about. I'm not much of a scientist and stuff. And shout out to Kevin W says, great point about being a Renaissance man. I picked up a video, picked up video editing last year and this year, and I'm learning Japanese almost. He says, always learn agents. He says, you never know when you need 
these skills. In fact, languages is another indicator of Renaissance man. Uh, you will find that in Europe, they do have a tradic- they do have an advantage that we don't have here in America and that in their region, small region, they do have many cultures and many dialects that are that are uh, close together so that their languages are similar. So that makes them able to learn easier. So you'll have somebody from Russia or in that area say they could speak Bulgaria and Lithuanian and they could speak Ukrainian and all that shit. Uh, But that's an advantage they have because their states, their countries are close to each other and the languages are similar. Same thing as the romance languages. People will say I could speak French, Spanish, and uh, English, um, particularly French and Spanish and um, Italian. They're very similar. They're similar. Like there's a lot of similarities like gendering L and La and, and, and that type of thing where they have a lot of similarities. So they'll say they speak those three but they have an advantage because they're very similar. English tends to be dissimilar to all of them and have crazy wild rules, which makes it harder for people that have English as a first language to learn other languages. Plus, we have a big land region that people speak generally English, so that disadvantages people who start off with English in America. All right, so uh, it disadvantages us because we don't have stringent rules. We have very odd rules with our language, and yes, I did take a language class, and it was painful. <laughs> right? It was painful. Um, it was a, um, I can't remember the name of the class. It was, um, I always forget the name, but I took it in college years ago. And it teaches you how to, you know, um, begins with a C. Teaches you how the syllables work and why words mean things. It is very, very horrible class. Very, very horrible class. But anyway. Uh, learning other languages does give you a level up, um, especially if you're, let's just say you're dealing with women. Saying you speak multiple languages is fucking, uh, yeah, phonetics. I took a phonetics class, horrible class. All right, but um, um, speaking multiple languages will give you a level up in your ability. Also, travel. Travel, travel can be something that you can travel to explore. Don't go to the Philippines. Don't go to Thailand. Don't go to Colombia. You're going to seem like a slug. Uh, linguistics, yeah, linguistics and phonetics. Class was horrible. But uh, don't do these things. When you travel, travel for culture because traveling is about culture. And punani is a part of it. So go and have sex where you go, you know, unless you bring a girl with you. But don't just travel to have sex because that's going to make you look like a slub and you're not going to learn. You're not going to learn Thai. You're not going to learn Thai culture. You're probably not even going to go back. So that's not going to give you a feather in your cap of travel. Also, military has helped quite a bit with men's traveling, which we don't go to the military much anymore. And men got to travel early on, and that opened their world up. Open your world up. If you don't travel, you're, you're lessening yourself as a man as you age because your view of the world is going to be less. You're going to think you know the world, but you only know Jacksonville or Memphis, and you're going to look like an idiot. You're going to look like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because a person that travels, a person that travels is going to look at you like an idiot when you start talking about shit. Trust me, I've been to 15-plus countries. I've been to every state in the continental United States, every state I've been to in the in America other than Alaska. And when I hear people talk, I realize I'm talking to an idiot 
when you start telling me about how the world is and you ain't left Baltimore. So please understand that this should be a part of your mission. It was part of a man's mission to be able to travel early on and be get a view of the world, a world view that when you come back here, you can probably place things into context. For instance, Muhammad Ali traveled because he was an Olympian. He was able to come back to Louisville and realize how backwards things were. Most people look at things from a national, a national viewpoint and not a racial viewpoint. You will only know that when you step outside of the country. In America, we look at race first, not nationality. Why? Because we live on a massive landmass that there's no other nations anywhere close other than Mexico and, and, and Canada. And we never really lived near any of these places. So it's about race. Soon as you leave America, it's about nationality. Why? Because the other nation is right on the border. Within, within miles, thousand miles, another nation is right there. So they think about things from a nationality and a culture. Less about race. They're like white, black. What the fuck does that mean? It's America. It's Italiano. It's Spanish. It's Portuguese. It's from Portugal. We talking about that. Even in Africa, it's the same thing. We talking about what tribe and what skin colors are relevant. Okay. Even in the South America, Central America, these places with imaginary lines, but it's one big landmass. It's about I'm Venezuelan. I'm Colombian, but they're all Latino. And then they have separate sections of these things here. But you will only understand that when you leave. When I leave America, I'm American. I'm African until further distinguishing myself as an American. <laughs> so these are things that you will finally learn. And uh, that comes a part of it. Then what is your culture? What is your ethnicity within that culture? Anyway, I think I got it. I think I got it. Yeah, even Malcolm X learned when he went to Mecca. Oh, wow. Hmm? Shout out to Freeman that says, CGA, you referencing Walter um, Isaacson's Da Vinci book. I am. I'll show it to you. I'll try to show it to you. It's a very large book. Um, and uh, it shows you his art and his, his very, his grasp of anatomy. It's amazing. It's amazing. But when you're only fixated on race, it shows me you haven't left Philadelphia. It really does. And I'd be trying to help y'all ninjas out. I'm like, man, would you leave Philadelphia? I know ninjas ain't left Philadelphia never and got so much to say. So it's very, very odd. I'm like, ninja, you ain't even left the porch. You ain't even jumped off the porch. And you got so much to say, which gives you a very limited worldview. And that's why we want you to step your game up and level your game up. That's all. That's all. <laughs> all right, shout out to the coach gang. We out of here. Thanks for sticking around so long. Hit the like button as you exit. Maybe we'll be back tonight. Maybe I'll have a gordita. Peace.